Hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. I just went live while Melissa was trying to think of something. Don't worry, Melissa, I had you muted. You're all good to go. Uh, we are uh, we're Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Mothership tonight. Not only are we playing, we are concluding Mothership tonight. Uh, we are we are. This is this is the finale. Uh, we we got off the station, and um, Australis, you're 100 percent right. Uh, this is going to be the longest spacewalk uh, you can possibly imagine. Uh, it's just gonna. It's just gonna go. Uh Karayana, it might be Mosh bits. M O S H. I can't remember. Could be Mosh. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh but normally it's it's a hundred we we boost and three hundred. There it is, Mosh bits. Uh okay, so uh but yeah, this is gonna be the uh, this is gonna be the final final gradient descent. Uh as we we're like we're off the ship. We've got we got the Minotaur or we're off the station. We got the Minotaur. Makes sense. Minotaur. Uh, That's the word I was trying to Jesus. Because it, it was like M in my head, and then I kept thinking M's. Mastodon, and I couldn't get past that to get to Minotaur. Oh, <laughs> uh, John, thank you so much for those uh, those bits, Captain Cry, and just Ooh. just toss us out some uh, some advantages uh, for the players, uh, which will will come in handy. Um, okay, so why don't we uh, why don't we for the last time do a little uh, do a little introduction of your character? Tell us something we don't know. I'm also going to be probing your minds a little bit as we as we get into play but if there's something that you you haven't mentioned about your character up until this point uh share it with us now so uh melissa tell us about Lika win uh and yeah yeah that's it uh yeah so uh Lico is the uh first of two teamsters that are in the group as it is uh currently constructed she's uh very tall I believe we talked about that early on. She's like 5'10 or so. She's strong. She's not so good in combat. Uh, She has a patch that says improve, adapt, overcome. Uh, She's got a fleece-lined hooded parka. She's done like mountain climbing things before. And uh, yeah, that's that's Liko. Okay. Uh, Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, we have all the the patches stuff. I think I remember hearing that about yours. Uh, but uh, okay, all right. Uh, did, did everyone roll for patches? You all have your your patches and stuff. I'm kind of curious. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of yeah, uh, we've got long, freshly awoken from slumber. Yeah, like I just woke from years in the crowd chamber. I'm trying to remember how to use like motor and thinking. Well, put it together and tell us about Helix. I'm playing Helix. I'm an android. I've got high intellect, pretty low strength speed in combat, even lower with severed foot. He's skilled in hacking, linguistics, computers, math. He's pretty excited to see his penguin peepee on the ship. Hopefully he's still there. And then something we don't know. He fears becoming obsolete, so pretty much being un- unable to help anymore. Okay. Okay. Uh yeah, we uh we, we we sometimes forgot about that foot, but floor three was zero G, so you didn't really need the foot as much, so it didn't really come into play. Uh but yeah, you you've been running around <laughs> with your one foot tied to your other foot. And didn't you use it as a grappling hook or something? Yeah, it was a grappling point? grappling foot at one point. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh Yes, PP. Wait, was PP an android penguin or a real penguin? He, looks, he was a real one. Oh, he's little dead. penguin. He's dead. It's oh. he, you guys have been gone for years. Yeah, so 
months. He's pretty self-sufficient, uh, so. Is he? <laughs> He's a survivor. There's plenty There's plenty of penguin food stocked up on the ship uh, when you guys left. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, we, have, uh, we have Dr. Leo Minton. Derek, tell us about Leo. Yes, uh, he is the group's doctor, um, and he's patched up folks quite a bit. Um, and in the process, he's lost quite a bit of hair. He used to really love collecting socks, but that final joy in his life has been taken from him based on all the things that have happened in this journey. His uh, patented Sesame Street uh, scrubs or clothing, medical clothing, is singed, full of holes, covered in blood. Um, so he is... He's ready to get out of here. He almost lost all of his oxygen last time we played. So he's just holding on to those uh, molecules, savoring them like a fine wine. Yes, it was uh, It was kind of, there was some miscommunication that was happening. And by miscommunication, I mean that Steven was trying to kill everybody. Uh, because I think it was both you and Ashley. Look at Ashley's face. She's so mad right now. Uh, no, I can't control my resting bitch. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were just like, you're mad at Steven face. No, I was just watching the stream. Yeah, okay. So like you had patches, like you had patches that you needed fixing in your in your suit. I think Lorraine did as well. That Harrison opens up the door, explosive decompression. You guys are okay. There were though. a lot of androids coming. Okay? There, there were some complications that were being purchased at that point in the game, as I was definitely taking advantage of a lot of the stuff. I think it was Farco gave me some stuff at the beginning, Farco Dev. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, okay, uh, next up, you've heard him already. We got Harrison Richards. Steven, tell us about Harrison and and, and tell us, I mean, what, what, what don't we know about Harrison, you know? Uh, Harrison Lewis Richards is a former troubleshooter, current troublemaker. Uh, he only had a little bit longer to make it to retirement. So there's a chance he might actually get there, get his pension. Something you don't know about him is that there have been multiple bodies he's hidden in maintenance shafts. Like since we've met him, like before we met him. Well, that's something you don't know about him. (laughs) <laughs> okay a little bit of something you do know a little bit of something you don't know <laughs> got it sorry i was writing down former troubleshooter current troublemaker that's a good line it's a good line i like it thank you just like thought it. of it yeah yeah that uh that's the early front runner uh for the for the thumbnail we'll see we'll see what happens a lot of a lot of opportunity here a lot of opportunity uh oh my gosh thank you so much for the hype train everyone doing awesome things really do appreciate that i've collected more emotes what do i got i don't know what i have looking at all my hype train emotes i have a cockroach that's weird all right uh and then finally uh we've got uh we've got lorraine snow ashley tell us about lorraine uh lorraine is one of our newest additions to the team uh she believes in the minotaur uh she's one of its most devout followers um she believes in that the Minotaur is going to save humanity and completing removing her from um, the deep has been a, a lifelong goal of hers that has just been is nearly at fruition. So she's going to write out her days and hang out with the Minotaur. Yeah. Strange that you think that Lorraine is one of the newest members. I think she's been here the whole time. 
I feel like this. I feel like this entire campaign just turned into me gaslighting everybody. That's basically what it is. I'm just here to just make it so that you're both your characters and the players don't believe everything that happened, even though we have a video and audio record of everything. That <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Who's gonna check that? Uh, not me. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's let's dive in uh, for the final time into Mothership Gritty Descent. Um, so last time around, you all had been lured, uh, perhaps trapped, perhaps by Monarch, the uh, the controlling AI of the deep. This this cloud bank synthetic station that you've been uh, that you've been crawling around in for who knows how long, honestly, uh, and uh, looking for artifacts and answers, and, and honestly, just a way out for for a certain certain period of time. And uh, you 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 were in in a place aptly named the Combat Spire. Uh, where you fought uh, a bunch of awakening security androids uh, that kept getting kind of popped out from these different rows of these sort of dormant area. Uh, Lorraine, you took a few shots uh, as you guys were flying left and right, zero, zero G here and there. And you, you did find a way out eventually, you kind of hacked through this one, uh, this one door and you made it out just in time uh, and you kind of barred the way. You found yourselves in this armory. Uh, and not just one, but two of them. One of them seemed to be stocked with weapons suitable for fighting androids, synthetics, uh, so EMPs and things like that. The other one uh, seemed to have weapons suitable for fighting uh, fleshies, bio- bi- biologicals, uh, humans, you might say. Uh, you guys stocked up for a bit. You also saw a big old spider tank, but uh, nothing became of that, really. Uh, and you did find a hidden passage hidden behind this kind of fiberglass panel that led down this long passageway into a massive uh, hangar bay. And inside this hangar bay uh, were dozens of single-seat spaceships, uh, each holding a dormant android uh, that looked very much human, and it seemed to be awaiting launch through these these very enormous tubes. Uh, Some of these dormant androids, as you started to explore, looked identical to people you all uh, know uh, and met and, and apparently served on the Doppler effect with, as you saw both Abby and Reed. I think Harrison might have saw Twiggy at one point. And there were other faces that were familiar as well, faces that you might see in some other divers and things. And you you, you kind of you didn't necessarily painstakingly go through every single, but you kind of got the drift that there were a lot of folks here that looked very much like the people you knew. And they they behaved oddly as they had this weird kind of modem sound come out of their mouth. Uh, at one point. Now, as you all were sort of looking around, it sort of became clear that Monarch was not particularly happy with you all being here in this bay. Uh, started throwing off all sorts of different alarms and such and started sending waves and waves of uh, of security androids, these, these boosted security androids in your direction. Harrison uh, decided he was going to blow up the passageways <laughs> between the hangar and the other parts of the station that the hangar connected to, uh, which helped, but also caused this momentary explosive decompression inside the bay, nearly killed Lorraine, nearly killed Menton, I think, that actually really almost almost killed Lorraine at one point. Uh, eventually, he kind of, got, kind of got under control. Harrison was outside, and he started kind of crawling along the, the exterior of the deep of the station. He saw a ship out there in the distance inside the bay. You all... Uh, spoke with uh, with the Minotaur, convinced the Minotaur to help. Minotaur created this sort of uh, bulbous uh, capsule within which I think Lorraine and Dr. Menton could hide uh, because their suits were damaged. 
And so it was this airtight canister. You all opened up these big old, uh, these big old hangar bay doors, and there you saw your ship. Those of you, Lico, Helix, Lorraine, uh, or no, excuse me, Lico, Helix, and Leo saw your ship, the Doppler effect, just out there, not that far off, just kind of floating there in space. And all of you, including Harrison, leapt, and you're you're going for it. Uh, so we're gonna pick up. I mean, there, I guess, uh, as everyone currently uh, is floating in space. If everyone could please do one more Ben's check for me here, that hidden Ben's check, that'd be great. As just you, because I have to do this because it's just who I am as a person. So this all-powerful AI didn't foresee us finding his hidden chamber. guess he isn't all-powerful. I guess not. What? <laughs> what an idiot, that guy. He's such an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Troll to the end, Dr. Minton is. <laughs> okay. So let me see here what we got here. Oh, goodness. Oh, the rolls tonight, guys. These are some good rolls tonight. Oh, that doesn't bode well. No, that, that doesn't sound good, good at all. Good. Yeah, good for whom? <laughs> that is kind of the question. Oh, boy. I don't know about you guys, but I got three question marks. I'm feeling good. <laughs> right. These secret roles. These secret anxieties. I am currently roles. outside the deep, so I don't think I should have to worry about the beds anymore. Are you? Are you outside the deep? I, I'm in the vacuum mm. of space. Are you? Are you? Yes. You sure? Yes. Take your helmet off. Why would I do that? I'm in the vacuum of space. You want to make sure you're in the vacuum of space? <laughs> Maybe you're not. Maybe you're. Oh, I'm pretty sure. You can well, poke your finger and let the air stream out of there. Could just be a could just be a large TV production studio. Who knows? Okay. The Truman Show. We're still in Silas's chamber. I can't believe this 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 one result just came up. That's hilarious. Oh no, this isn't good. This doesn't vote well for us. It's not hilarious for us. Lorraine's not going to know okay. what to do when she gets aboard the Doppler and there's rocks everywhere. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I have to write a very long... This was oh, no. a long entry, so give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Talk. Uh, yeah, Meta Horse, it is uh, very unlikely that it's going to be a uh, all just a dream ending. It's not a... Uh... I think Jeff would sooner chop his left hand off than write that kind of ending. <laughs> <laughs> I despise movies where you sit through two hours and it doesn't matter like yeah. the devil's advocate with Pacino and Keanu Reeves I hated that just because of the ending spoiler alerts for those who haven't seen yeah for, for those who haven't seen the 25 year old movie devil's advocate <laughs> it, it's a waste of time <laughs> it's a spoiler in the sense that we're helping you out yes you can go out for a nice dinner instead <laughs> we're gonna wake up and pp is gonna be the one he's gonna be the mastermind behind the screen we're gonna be like tied up to some sort of like vr headset that makes you relive whatever he deems entertaining at the time oh man i'm waiting to see who fucked up who rolled bad well i mean you and i are in the bubble of fortitude uh, otherwise known as the minotaur so we're okay i think I don't know. I don't, Lorraine believes. But do you believe? No, I've pulled all my hair out. My stress is at 20. 
<laughs> Which is funny because my sanity is at 52. Okay. I imagine that Harrison's going to just be pushing off through space and get super close to the Doppler, but just barely miss. And he'll just look at the cockpit and then PP will be there and just with his <laughs> flipper, give a little salute. And wrap the up. other and wrap the other flipper around the cigar. Okay. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, at this point, we ended with literally all of you launching yourselves off into space. Okay. Uh, those of you that are within Minotaur, you're okay. There's nothing you necessarily have to roll. The rest of you, you're all, you know, you're, you're, you're doing it. So what I would like you all to do, if you could, please, we're going to do this one at a time. We're going to start with Harrison. Harrison, you, you launched off of this, 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 uh, you first, you shot a gun, by the way, uh, pretty sure you missed. And then you launched off. And as you started launching off, um, something started kind of going wrong. You start hearing weird kind of static start popping up within your comms. You're not sure if it was someone's trying to communicate with you, if you're not sure if you got damage in the explosive decompression or what it is, but you just hear this constant fit of static. That's kind of assaulting your eyes or your ears, excuse me, as you're floating through. But you're, you see this, the Doppler effect. You're, you're moving slowly but surely in its direction. It's a very large target. You're fairly confident you're going to get there. However, you kind of get a little sort of dizzy moment, like you're kind of get a little, like a little bit of uh, distraction, we'll say, as like you're constantly bombarded with this static. A memory is going to pop into your head here, but you're going to get to narrate what it is. What is Harrison's first memory? Very first memory. All right. Harrison's first memory. His father was a mechanic at some sort of spaceport and would take Harrison to work with him. And there was a tragic accident where some sort of landing gear malfunctioned and his father got caught in it. And that is Harrison's first memory is watching that happen. Did Harrison's father survive? No. Harrison, you're, you're traveling across. Again, you're, you got a slight head start in everybody. Not very far, but a slight one. And for some reason, as the static is like assaulting your ears as you're floating through space, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. You're getting closer. And you realize you're off. Like you've, you, you didn't quite launch yourself an appropriate angle you're not to the point where like it's 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 so terrible but you can see yourself kind of relative to the way the ship is oriented you're kind of vectoring a little bit downward like you're kind of going to go under and as you start kind of shifting down to the bottom of the ship you look out and you can see like there's all sorts of different antennae and blocking you know blockages coming out like it's not the prettiest and sleekest ship in the world and you can see that there is this compartment um these these stints that kind of extend outward uh, from from the Doppler effect, and then they retreat back up. And it's only used for in atmo landing. Like if you're doing docking and stuff like that, they don't worry about this these landing these landing struts. They're usually not out during spaceflight. But you can see that there's something not quite right about these struts. Like they're they're half out, half in. Like they've been trying to get retracted up, or at some point along the way. 
they appear like they have become stuck. And you have, at this point, drifted too far underneath the ship, but you can see these struts are out there. And with your knowledge of ships, with your experience, uh, ever since a young boy, you know that there's possibly a way to kind of maneuver your way onto the ship uh, from from and through those like those struts themselves. What would you like to do, Harrison? I don't know how physics work, but I, I imagine shooting a gun down would make me go up. Okay. Okay. So um, I think it depends on the gun, uh, but I presume you have pro- like some sort of propulsion gun. So if it's just a laser gun, it's probably going to do anything. But if you have like, I have a revolver and a combat shotgun. We'll start with the revolver because we don't want to go too fast. Okay. <laughs> I think the shotgun will probably be fine. I don't know. We'll say we'll say it'll be fine. Uh, okay. So you start. You kind of contort, rotate in such a way, and you want to fire. You don't got to roll this. It's fine. As you might say on Tuesdays, narrative success. And you feel yourself slightly shift, and you manage to back into the underbelly of the Doppler effect. And you just feel (laughs) as it hits once more. As you make contact, the static goes off in your ears again, just overwhelming you. And you kind of, as you, you aren't going extraordinarily fast, but you're going fast enough as you start to stumble and kind of and, and sort of roll over top and underneath the the various machinery, and that static keeps kind of popping up. But eventually, you kind of reach up, you grab whatever you can, and you see that you are effectively within about fifteen twenty feet of where these various landing the landing gear is, and underneath you can see that it that you could probably get up into the belly of the ship and from that maybe find a vent onto the ship. Or you can just try to climb, get back up, look for an airlock on the sides of the ship. It's not your ship. You're not entirely sure where to find them. So what would Harrison start trying to do? I would worry a bit about the landing gear going up while I'm in there mm-hmm. due to past trauma. Okay. Uh, I think I would go past and try to find an airlock. Okay. So you 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 catch yourself, slow down, you wait for wait a moment and then you just start kind of climbing and you're searching. Okay. We'll cut over then to shortly behind you all. You've got Lico and Helix I believe who they launched themselves like normal. And then it was Leo and Lorraine who I think were inside the Minotaur. Leo, Lorraine, it is dark in here unless you have a flashlight. It's very, very tight. Uh, There's not a ton of space. Uh, You are right on top of one another. You also don't know each other all that well. Um, Both of you are kind of staring face to face at each other. And you think you have no idea what's going on outside. You do you have helmets on right now? Uh, I think mine got destroyed from all the combat. Okay, Lorraine, do you have one on? Yeah, she still has her helmet on. Lorraine, you hear the static begin to kick up into your helm overwhelmingly to the point where like your ears, your eyes like wince as you feel the ear pain from the the sound of it. Um, It's not that kind of modem sound that you were hearing before, but it's the same types of sounds that you periodically hear over the over the comms, the intercoms within the deep. Uh, usually before an announcement is made or sometimes just the the corporate music chime comes in, something like that. But it starts popping on. And 
it just won't go off. And like you're looking over at Leo, or excuse me, at Leo. Leo, you, you can see her wince every now and then, but you're not really sure exactly what's happening. There's a very small amount of air uh, within this this pod. Uh, so Lorraine, you are connected to air on your own sh- on your own suit. So Leo, you have a very small amount within this capsule. I would like both of you, if you could, please tell me your earliest memory. So we'll start with Dr. Leo. What's Dr. Dr. Minton's earliest memory? Uh, his earliest memory is um, making cupcakes with his sister. Um, it was just like something they decided to do one weekend to like treat themselves and treat the family. Um, he being younger and less experienced did made, made more of a mess than anything else and was eating batter before it was ready. Um, but yeah, just talking about kids stuff and just, you know, making a mess of the kitchen while the parents are doing whatever you, uh, you look around inside here and you're, you're in you're again, you're on the interior of the minotaur and you can see an occasional eye opens up like within the various texture. There's a little bit of light from some of your gear but as you, as you start looking, you can see the, like the light inside is kind of reflecting off the skin of the Minotaur in these strange ways. You're seeing this like almost like colorful sparkles and sprinkles, kind of all over the place on the inside. You kind of get this this image in your head of you and your sister and these these cupcakes and such. Meanwhile, you look over at Lorraine and she's still kind of wincing. She's got this kind of old woman pained face on. Uh, and Lorraine, as you're you're trying to to deal with that, memory comes through your mind as well. What is what is Lorraine's earliest L- memory? Lorraine's earliest memory is her mom forcing her to wear this hideous floral purple dress to go to church, uh, and it's just flashes after that of of her mother like either like slapping her knee because she's fidgeting too much. Or, uh, you know, something to that extent. But she vividly remembers that ugly purple dress. Okay. At a certain point, as the two of you are hurtling, Lorraine, like you're trying to focus, trying to ignore this. Maybe you're looking to turn your comms off, but there's not enough room to kind of move around. As It's basically like the two of you are stuffed in a, in a car trunk together. Eventually, you feel like momentum suddenly thrust you guys forward and you kind of very gently bump against one side of the minotaur and you you think this means they've they've reached wherever it is they've wanted to go helix you're floating through space with a foot not attached you have no do you have a suit on yeah okay similarly as you're floating across, that static pops up again. And immediately what it does is you hear the static. It lasts. It's like this this quick surge that lasts about five seconds and then it goes away. And then you get these three sudden beeps, same, same type of quick beeps of static. Then, then you suddenly get this sort of strange strange kind of like uh, sequencing starting to happen. You can feel like certain processes start to activate without you accessing them. Like somebody almost maybe remotely is trying to like 
access your your long term memories, and you can see a few of them start like scat like like they start rapid fire popping up. Like you can you can feel like someone's going through file, opening up a file, then quickly closing it, opening it up, quickly closing it, opening it up, quickly closing it, and then one of them opens up and it stays on. And it's the first time you opened your eyes as an android. What did you see the first time Helix opened up his eyes? I woke up in an empty dorm. It had a giant glass ceiling. I could see out into space. The dorm was pretty standard, just a single bed, a computer, a table. It's like someone was living there by himself. That later I learned it was just my creator's household where he lived. This time, as you're watching, as you're like re, re going back through this memory, as somebody has opened it up and left it on, and you're looking up through that glass dome and the ceiling out into space, you see something appear outside the glass dome and just cross in front of it and over top of it. This slow moving vessel that maybe you've recognized before, maybe you didn't, but now very clearly is the Doppler effect. Like you can see there it is. It's right there. It's, it's that same kind of look that you've seen before. You recognize it clear as day places where you all have done some work on it to repair other places where you've done some upgrades. It's kind of these really sort of crappy weapons that you kind of attach to it at one point, like a Gatling gun or something. And then other places that looks like you've been had a repanel, things like that, like things that very clearly you recognize. And then just as quickly as it appears, it drifts and disappears on the other side of that, you know, of that of that dome. And as you, as you kind of write your optical lenses, you look up and there it is again, like right out in front of you. But not only that, it's much bigger now as you are hurtling towards it with great speed. And without great preparation, you just kind of slam directly into it. Now, there are probably multiple ways onto the ship. You have cargo bays. You've got uh, the umbilical docking area that you can get when you're, whenever you kind of dock the ship to a, to a station. Uh, and there's probably more than one emergency hatch that you can get through. Uh, then, as we've already mentioned before, there's ways that you can kind of matriculate in through the landing bay area. Where would Helix be heading? There's some sort of emergency hatch he can get access to. Probably the easiest for him. Okay. Uh, roll a... with it. Uh, I'll say you could take advantage on this. Roll... Um, intel, it's be an intel, intellect check, but if you have something like um, computers or uh, heavy machinery or something like that, you can roll that. I do have computers. Okay. So I'll add 10 on top. Yeah. Intellect. You can need a, take advantage on this. We have plenty. Right. Need a 53. First one was a 65. Second roll was a 64. So okay. not much better. So you're looking around and you're looking around and you're looking around and you're trying to recall and access the specs that you might have of the ship. And you're pretty sure that you know where you're going. But when you get there to kind of open up what you think is an emergency hatch, you kind of rip the hatch off and a panel just floats off into space. And you see underneath that emergency hatch that panel where it says emergency hatch on it, there is yet another panel underneath that says emergency hatch. And you rip that panel and it goes flying off into space. 
And you look underneath it again, and it says emergency hatch on it. And you rip it, and it goes flying off into space. And you look underneath it, and it says emergency hatch. And you rip that off. And you do this like five times. And you've kind of dug into the ship like a good couple of layers. And each time, it's just this new dummy hatch until finally there's just this empty receptacle with nowhere to go. Uh, roll a uh, roll a sanity test. Okay. Some wily coyote stuff. Sanity is 17. You guys think you're off the station. That was cute. Remember when I said you guys were going through that really giant room that was big enough for an asteroid? Yeah, I'm off the station. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Are you mean. trying to say that I've eaten so much yesterday I'm the size of an asteroid? I'm Could be. <laughs> Could be. Uh, uh, Helix, how'd you do? Yeah, I failed with the 26. Okay. Uh, so you're not so much panicking, but I would say uh, go ahead and kick your stress up one. Uh, to 18 looks like I think you're at 17 go up one okay. to 18 uh, as this sudden surge like this sudden subroutine that you don't access too often uh, doubt starts to creep into your mind a bit about is this the right ship if it's the right ship am I the one who's mistaken what kind of design flaw with this why would you have five emergency hatches one on top of the other none of which actually accesses anything and you and you just fall into this like this subroutine, this loops over and over and over again, where you're just kind of questioning your calculations, you're examining the ship's diagnostics, uh, the various, like the blueprints and things, the engineering schematics you have. All of it's like, none of it's making sense anymore. And it's that sudden departure from being able to make those calculations that you're so comfortable making that's kind of causing you some, some trouble here. Meanwhile, you look over and you see coming shortly thereafter is Lico Lico. You got a you got a helmet on, so you too hear the sounds of static come through and start blasting you on the way across. And once more, just like others, you have this image that suddenly pops into your head. You actually hear ever so slightly within that static a voice, a very familiar voice. And it's a voice of a memory that you had. It's like your first memory. One of your first memories. What was the one of the first memories? And what was the voice? What do you hear hidden underneath that static? Uh, so first memory for Liko um, was kind of being out uh, camping, mountain climbing uh, with her mom. And so um, it's like snowy and they're bundled up. And Liko is kind of playing just outside the, the camp area. Um, and her mom's telling her to like shush and be quiet and stop. And like her voice just turns like more stern than Lika would ever heard her. Like she'd never really gotten like yelled at before. And it's just super stern voice. And her mom just comes up and like puts her hand over Lika's mouth. Um, and you would just see off there were um, these, you know, to her being little, just these enormous bears that were not too far away on the mountain and it was like a family of bears. And so they're kind of doing their thing. And so like, she's kind of picked up by her mom and her mom's got her hand firmly over her mouth. And they're sort of watching this like family of bears go by. Okay. You two eventually come smashing into the ship. You can see not too far from you, the capsule that is that is the Minotaur carrying Leo and Lorraine has also 
made contact with the ship and you can see Helix is probably about 15 feet or so from you along the hull. He seems to be like kind of rapidly pulling at something on the hull itself. You can't quite make out what it is. There's not enough light. Where would Liko be going? Uh, Liko is going to kind of try to go into um, like an emergency hatch. Okay, same deal. Uh, go ahead and roll an intellect test if you have anything that like helps with machinery or computers or engineering, stuff like that. Kind of industrial equipment. That's fine. I'll take it. And then you can have an advantage. Uh, so... All right, so 54 is my target, rolling an advantage. First one is 84. Second one is 67. How'd you do? So is that a Failed. fail? Okay. Yep. Same thing kind of happens to you. You 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 look over where Helix is, and you do some basic calculations in your head, and you think that's where the emergency hatch is, which makes sense. Helix is over there. And so you kind of start pulling yourself along the hull of the ship, until you're right over top of Helix. And Helix, at this point, we'll say you're on, on your third of the emergency hatches that you ripped off, and the fourth, and the fifth. And Liko, you see this happen. He, it's just like he's pulling these panels off the off the ship, and they're and they're they're just revealing other panels beneath. It's like some sort of joke. Um, go ahead and roll a sanity test. Uh sure. Um, looking for a thirty-one. Roll a ninety-seven. So yeah, go ahead and kick your kick your your stress up by a point. As as now you're beginning to wonder, to some degree, like are you in the right place? Are you on the right side? Like your your confidence in your in your engineering and your memory of this ship has taken a bit of a um, of a hit. Okay. Now, meanwhile, Helix, Lico, you're both here. You're both see now. There's just this kind of empty empty socket that leads to nowhere. What's your next course of play? And don't forget that you're on comms, like you can communicate with comms. The static, once you once you all kind of slammed into the ship, static on your comms seems to have died out. What would the two of you do? Lorraine, Leo, you're kind of still at the mercy of the Minotaur until... Yeah. There's just nothing here to enter. Emergency hatch. It's just a hatch. It, it's, it's, it should be working. It's right there. It just... Do you just you open it and you're in? It's this shouldn't be. We just got to move over to either the base or something like that. Oh, okay, that I God, it's not the same thing over there, but yeah, that works. Okay, so relocate to the nearest bay. Okay, so the two of you start kind of moving along to the rear of the ship, looking for bay access. Uh, and we'll say that the Minotaur very easily is going to start kind of following, changing their shape, using their Gumby-like arms to start pulling like a snail shell behind them. Harrison, meanwhile, uh, Harrison, you've come up from underneath. As you look off, you can see in the distance, we'll say you're towards the front end of the ship, they're towards the back. You can see movement vaguely, some lights and stuff on their equipment here and there looks like the minotaur as well so you can you can see that there are there are ways away but they're they have made it to the to the ship as well harrison what would you would like what would you like to try to do i would like to just start searching for the nearest access point 
uh, and I'll I'll work my way towards the back if I don't find anything here in the front. Okay, to um, group up with them. Same role. Uh, same role. I've been asking. You know, asked before. Before anything that you think, you know, in- intellect chest is is totally fine. Anything that you think might contribute to your understanding of how ship design works, you can add that if you have a skill that that fits it. Hacking. You know what? It's the final session. Artificial intelligence, military training. I'll give you military <laughs> training, actually, because you've okay. probably okay. been you've probably been tasked with trying to find boarding parties and stuff like that. Yeah, I have four skills. One of these. Let me just run through all of them. One of them's got to work. Yeah. Uh, I needed a fifty-eight, and with advantage, I rolled a fifty-four and a fifty. Okay, you do in fact find what looks to be some kind of. Uh, some kind of umbilical connection. You think this is likely something that might be connected when this is at like at a, at a spaceport or something like that, and you find it right there, starboard side towards the front of the ship. It's big old kind of circular entrance. Um, normally, it's connected through uh, an umbilical itself, but there are emergency controls on the outside. It's also airlocked, you would imagine, so that whatever you open up here doesn't just open onto the ship. There's probably a secondary door in the interior uh you've got hacking right you're an expert in hacking correct so you would be able if you would like if you're looking to just kind of try to find your find your way in like force your way in is that what you're trying to do yeah i want to get in okay you hack your way in doesn't take very long uh it's not too difficult doesn't look like there's much security on this thing but eventually you airlock door opens up you see a dark very, very dark kind of airlock area. Pull yourself in. Close the exterior door. As you close the exterior door, little lights start to pop up all around you. And you're in this room with these kind of curved walls on the on your right and on your left. And you see right in front of you as you've come in is that interior airlock door. Carrying over you know, your, your hacking expertise, you're able to access through the, the the interior control panel door opens up again you you you've, you tried hacking against monarch this stuff is easy like this isn't hard at all it just takes a couple seconds door opens up take two steps in all of a sudden what was apparently a very very dark corridor suddenly starts to light up almost as if it's like coming online the lights are coming online now that you're walking through like they're almost like motion sensing and you see in front of you a ship with in, in very good health. You don't see any major damage anywhere. Doesn't look like it doesn't look necessarily pristine, but relative to what you've seen recently on the bell, you don't see any scrapes, you don't see any oil stains, blood stains, graffiti. You just see a pretty standard spaceship passageway leading off into the darkness. You see a couple different turnoffs here and there. Get a couple, a couple universal signage on the on the on the wall that kind of gives you a basic indication of where to go, that kind of stuff. Where would Harrison be heading? Uh, probably towards the helm, okay. uh, or wherever he can access the most electronics. Okay, so you start heading down this passageway, and you kind of steer off towards the helm. We'll go to the back. You guys make it around to these relatively large cargo bay doors. This is Liko and Helix leading the way. Lorraine and Leo and your and your Minotaur sack are shortly behind. Helix, Liko, you see these large cargo bay doors. They look just like you left them. 
do you all have how would you want how do you want to try to get inside let's put it that way there's some sort of mechanism into opening the doors there are emergency uh exterior controls now you can go up do you have any any like i would say do you have any specific skills in hacking or skills in heavy machinery or something like that i think we have both of those okay i have industrial equipment Sure. Between the two of you, then you're able to very easily, uh, you're very, very able to very easily open up. The doors are one of these sideways opening up. You see them kind of pull across. They don't pull across all the way, but they leave this kind of tall uh, entry point. Um, you can see as you open it up, um, much like what Harrison just went to, there is this small little foyer, sort of like before you kind of so you don't you know vent the whole ship you float inside minotaur comes in door closes behind you and much like everything else much like i was explaining with harrison the lights kind of start popping on and you can see in front of you is the interior airlock cargo doors very large but again if you will if you want to you can go through the process pretty easily and as you do so, you realize Helix, Leco, there's there's Atmo. Minotaur realizes this as well. Lorraine, Leo, you watch as like the ceiling just kind of unstitches, falls down to the side. And you look around and you can see you're in the cargo bay of some kind of space station or spaceship. Um, Leo and Leco and Helix, you've been here before. Like this is your ship. But as you look around, you do notice that it looks slightly different than when you were last here. Because the, the first thing you notice as you, as you start moving around, the lights start popping up. You notice there's a car in here. I'm sorry? There is a car in the cargo bay. It's uh, kind of grungy looking, a little older. Uh, got a couple dents in it here and there. It it has some some years on it, some mileage on it, and it is strapped down into the floor. You can see that it's got these safety harnesses coming up from the ground, wrapping around uh, the wheel bed. It's affixed firmly in place. But there is a car in here. You do not remember a car. Has someone been using our ship or something? I'm, I'm at a lot, nice car, but not going to really help us here. Can I open the door to it? You open up the door, yeah. You go up to it. You open the door. You can see that it is uh, a relatively sporty sedan. Uh, it is certainly not a new model. It's definitely, I would probably say, about 15 to 25 years old, somewhere in that regard. It's in decent condition, though. Uh, the interior itself, you know, it looks like it's been worn and used. The seats looks like they've been well used. There's some stains here and there. There's also kind of some fading uh, on some of the interior. Um, you do notice that there's what looks like kind of some sort of fancy-looking thing hanging from the um, uh, from the rearview mirror, I should say. 
and, and you look in the back seat, you, um, yeah, you notice in the back seat, there is, uh, there's like a couple seat belts here and there. Um, and what looks like some crumpled up like trash and stuff like wrappers of, of things. Leo will try opening the glove box to see if the owner's manual has a name in it or something, or if there's like receipts in there. Uh, yeah, you, you open up their seat or you open up and you get the registration and all that kind of stuff is inside. See the owner's manual. Uh, and you see a name that you recognize. Um, Abigail Morton. Hold on, I have to scroll way up in my notes. It was Ashley's character to start the campaign. Abby oh. Morton, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we don't remember her. <laughs> I uh, stand corrected. Poke, <laughs> Leo will poke his head out to Lico and Helix um, and say, I, uh, I don't remember Abby having a vehicle on board the ship. Do you, either of you? No, you're right. So I have no recollection. Lika was looking to Ashley for a head nod or head shake. Did you have a car? Looked looked to me. No, <laughs> she, you did not have a car in the ship, but she did oh, have a car at one point. It was a memory. Yeah, it was uh, a memory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's registered to her. I, I, and Liko is just sort of like kind of holding different parts of her just kind of looking in pain and she's just sort of like muttering like I gotta I gotta go find a, some meds or something and so she's gonna look to leave this area. I have some in my first aid kit. I keep that on you I'm just I'll put it back. Okay. Gotta... You know the hallway to take? couple different routes out of here. Leo, as you're kind of getting out of the car, you bang your head a little bit on the thing hanging down from the rear view mirror. And you look over and you see it's like this dented prospector mug that's hanging on this little chain, this little rusted chain. It's wrapped around the rear view mirror itself. It just sort of floats around. Comes to a stop. Helix, Leo, Lorraine, what are the three of you doing before I kick it back to Harrison? Start making my way towards the bridge. Try to get access to the ship. Okay. Helix, you start hopping there. There is gravity. So you're once again hopping and leaning. Meta Horse 25, thank you so much. We really do appreciate that. Uh, you guys got some more bonuses. Um, so you start hopping. You know the, Again, you know the way. No issues whatsoever. Not a problem. Lorraine, Leo? Uh, should we do a sweep? Because if you guys didn't have this on here, then who... Who brought this car onto your ship? Uh, could be a delivery, you know, like next day delivery or something like that. What? <laughs> Leo's just leaning into it. He's just like, yeah, you know, That's she great. had it delivered. <laughs> Uh, Leo does want to check the mug, Prospector's mug, see if anything's in it. Um, and he also wants to see if the vehicle starts. Uh, sure. So uh, the mug, the mug, there's nothing in it. Uh, it's just kind of hanging. Looks like it's just a fixture. Uh, it's it's dented and old. Um, the there are keys. Starts up just fine. You hear the the rum kind of go. Um, other than that, there's just a couple. Yeah, like looks like just a little trash in the back. Uh, there's also a trunk 
so that it does it does actually have a trunk. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, Lorraine, what would you be doing? Helix and Lico have left. Leo is still kind of messing around with a car. Lorraine, what are you doing? Uh, she'll, she'll follow after uh, Lico because Menton's being weird and trying to kill himself with O2. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. So you, you hobble after, after Lico. Okay. We will kick over to Harrison. Harrison, you were here first. You wanted to go to the, to the sort of the, the cockpit. You wanted to go to the front, of, you know, somewhere on the ship, the bridge, we'll say, uh, where you can gain access to some systems and you're able to do so. Now, this place does not look familiar to you, but it looks like any other ship that you might imagine. There's nothing about it kind of standing out as out of the ordinary, uh, as you kind of, as you kind of travel through here. Um, if you would like, though, if you if you would like, you don't have to. Uh, if you'd like to roll an intellect test, anything that might be related to like any skills that might be related to perception or calculation or awareness, threat assessment, that kind of stuff, you're welcome to do that. Like military training? Sure, you could take military training. All right, and I'll use an advantage too, since we got so many of them thanks to our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ooh, I did great there. Uh, 17 under 58. Okay. Um, as you are pushing through, uh, kind of moving up towards the bridge, you get onto the bridge and again, the lights are coming on every step of the way. So it's got that, that, that effect, like you're in the stacks of a library, right? And you get up to the bridge, get on board. Uh, you step into the, it's not, it's a, Small bridge, room for a couple people to sit here and there. You see somebody sitting in the captain's chair. You see the shape of somebody. You kind of do a start, you double take, and you can see just before you go in, just before you kind of commit to stepping inside and like kind of drawing attention to yourself, you see there's a figure sitting in what would be the equivalent of the captain's chair. Uh, pistol drawn, and I will loudly clear my throat. <clears throat> loudly clear your throat and you see no reaction from that figure can't make out the figure so it's like there's the there's the seat and so you can kind of see like the shoulders and like maybe the top of the head or something like that but you can't make out they don't seem to re- react to you though uh gun pointed at them the whole time i'm gonna start to walk in and i want to check the corners to make sure that he's the only one in the in the helm Step in, look to the left, you look to the right, check your corners. You don't see anything in here. I will softly poke the back of his head with the pistol. You softly Their head. poke the back of the head, and you watch as the head just rolls forward and collapses, thump, thump, and clanks on the ground. And you realize it's not a head, but it is a troubleshooter helmet, pristine condition, black, glossy, hardened plastic and you've got the kind of the the sort of the glossy red visor falls down to the ground doesn't crack and just makes this loud echo this thrum in the room and as you as it lands and like as it kind of first lands in the lap you can see the body shifts slightly and it is a full suit of troubleshooter mercenary armor no one inside okay um Pull the suit out of the chair, put it on the floor, try to seal off the helm if I can, 
Okay. Because uh, we don't know the ship is empty. And then I want to get on the comms and try to talk to the rest of them. Everyone on board? Are we good to fire this thing up? Yes, sir. Yeah, all of you have comms. Actually hear Harrison's voice. Let them know we're all on board. All right, I got the helms. I haven't cleared the ship. I'm trying to Don't seal touch the, the temperature sh- settings. I turn it down to 68. <laughs> and I, I'll try to uh, go through ignition sequence. Okay. I'm not an expert pilot, but I, I think I'd be able to like turn it on and warm it up at least. So you go to turn it on, you sit down, you kind of get the, you go through the, I would say anybody who, who travels in space with a mercenary crew probably has the rudimentary, rudimentary understanding of how kind of piloting works. Just at the very least to start the ship up, get the engines. It's definitely just running in kind of this maintenance mode, right? You hear various, you know, various sounds of machinery starting to hum. All of you around the ship can start hearing things almost as if they're coming to life, right? As that happens, Harrison, you hear the sound of static come from the console, uh, like the, of the captain's console, sort of the, the well, I should say the pilot's console. And you hear a familiar voice uh, pop out from it. But hello there. Welcome to the Doppler effect. I see you are trying to turn the Doppler effect on. Would you like assistance? Sure. Excellent. I will need your proper captain's identification. Please input it into the console now. You know what? I think I got this. Excellent. You can do this on your own. I believe in you. I shoot the console and say, boring conversation anyways. <laughs> you, no. you hear, error, uh, error. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a captain's code, and I'm not even going to try and fake one. So I, I'd rather just try to turn it on and see how everything's looking on it on my own. Okay. Um, you hear the voice, you have not inputted your captain's code. 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 And it just kind of keeps going over and over again as you try to kind of get the ship to fully start up and do things. Would any of us be able to call that out? Um, Well, if he has that, if he asks for something, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll get on the comms. Liko, you were a pilot, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Why'd you yep. say that in yep. past tense, Harrison? <laughs> Do you have a captain's code? Uh not not a captain. Does anyone have a captain's code? Is Captain Code pretty normal if you fly a ship? Or is that something special? Definitely, you would want, like, definitely there's some sort of security input code, like, you would put in, whether it's called captain's code or just, like, ready code, whatever it is. But, yeah, you, it would be fairly common, especially if, like, your ship's been running in maintenance mode for a while and just kind of been sitting around. Prevents someone from just grabbing it while, you, while, while it's parked. I see. Then I'll just give, us, give them the string of inputs 
I'd give him Zaxxus. Okay. Do you do you trust uh, Helix's Helix's uh, communication here? Uh, Helix is the only one I know for sure to be an android. Okay. So I guess I do trust him in a way. Okay. And you hear? Yeah. <gasps> Excellent. Welcome back, Captain Morton. Thank you. You are welcome. What would you like to do today? Ignition sequence. Ignition sequence initiated. How many beings are on this ship right now? Clarify. Beings. How many synthetic and organic intelligences are on this ship? Captain Morton, should I consider myself in that count? Yes. There are seven beings. How many of them are organic? Hang on. This, um, I want to make sure I get this right. I'm not trying to fool you guys. There are five. Now I'm trying to do the math. Shouldn't it's tricky, there right? Four? <laughs> it's tricky. You got to give yourself a second. Does that include the penguin? Query. Penguin. Helix, didn't you mention you have a penguin? Yeah, it should be on board. Ship. What ship? What's your name? I am the Doppler effect. Doppler effect. Is there a penguin on board? Query. Penguin. A flightless bird. Query. Flightless bird. On board. Inconclusive. All right, so Lico's on board. <laughs> Just call Lico a flightless bird. <laughs> <laughs> a weird burn. <laughs> Sorry, watching too much always sunny. Um, yeah, I think if we get ignition going, I would ask it to. Seal all exterior doors. Exterior doors sealed. And pull up navigation data for our current location. Navigation data. Accessible. Console 2. You see it off to your left. This console lights up. Are we in the deep? Query. Deep. Is this ship inside of another ship or space station? Does not compute. Looking at the map, can I like see where the deep is where we are? Sure. You go over to the console. You take a look at the map. Very clearly, you can see navigational radar. There's the deep. There's your ship. There's the deep. There's your ship. Now, you can see that there is a just massive amount of navigational logs like just pulled up on this console like tons of them 
you can see it kind of goes back all these different sort of um, um, how to, like uh, logged um, log trips. So like where from point A to point B, there's like just dozens and dozens of them logged up on this console. Anywhere that I would recognize, like the locations. You okay? So if you take a moment to start going through them, you notice that there, the very first one you look at, uh, is uh, the destination is the deep, well, the Cloud Bank Synthetics facility. The origin point of origin, Mount Suko Station, on a planet called Abby's World. You look at the previous one, and you see that origin. The deep slash cloud bank synthetics facility destination, Mount Suko Station on Abby's world. And then start going through all of them. And it's every single log is either to Mount Suko Station on Abby's world or from Mount Suko Station on Abby's world. And the other side of the destination is always the deep. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you can see there are dozens and dozens of these entries going back months and months and months and months. I never actually met Abby, so I don't think that would be as disconcerting. For no, me. fair enough. Um, would I be able to see the coordinates for Abby's world to see like how far it is? Uh, yeah, if you, uh, if, you, if you take a look. Uh, you would probably be in flight for roughly three to five weeks, depending on how you, you know how much you push it. Uh, likely would require cryo uh, to not have like weird things start to happen to your mind. Um, but somewhere between three and five weeks. I'll get on the comms. It looks like these navigation logs either are glitched or forged. There's only two locations back and forth and there's no way the ship could have made it past the blockade. So at this point, Helix will say you arrive. You are on the, you're on the bridge area. You see Harrison at the navigation controls. You see a suit for a troubleshooter Merc nearby. No one in it. And you hear him kind of communicate that. Do you do anything, Helix, as you as you first show up? Sort of get acclimated, set up, get ready to take off and navigate. Um, would he have been able to get in the the helm with without me letting him in because I sealed it? Oh, I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant helm like the helmet. My bad. I misunderstood. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, so if you, I would. It would probably be like a hack test to try to make it so that he couldn't get in. Um, so I'd say we're all competing hack tests. The two of you both have hacking. Both of you are all hacking and whoever gets... I mean, if he knocked, hackathon. I would let him in, but I would have to ask him a couple questions to make sure he is who he is. Uh, yeah, Harrison, just let me in. Come on. Okay. God damn it, only Harrison. Something only that only, only Helix would know. Harrison had only scanned eight beings on board. Scan seven. The penguin's eight. The penguin was inconclusive. Helix, tell me only something only you would know. Uh, Helix starts hacking. <laughs> only I would know. My butter is, knife. 
I've had with me the entire time. I used it to cut my restraints once. Yeah, that was a bad test. Is a knife? Wait, what? (laughs) What did you say? I didn't hear you through the door. Say that one more time. I said I have a sharpened butter knife. Butter knife. Okay. Okay. I'll open the door. Okay. Door opens up. He lets you get on on the, the bridge. Is what is there? So you said you wanted to just sort of strap in and get into like a pilot's position. We're just like navigating a piece of piloting. Okay, so two of you get into either navigation, piloting position, perfectly fine. Uh, we'll go over then to Liko and Lorraine, who had moved over to the medical bay. Liko, you open up into the medical bay. First of all, is this just not? None of this looks familiar to you. Like the layout's correct, mm-hmm. but. The various adornments that you and your crew have put on this place, you don't see. Like now, you're in like the main like public halls. You haven't checked out like your specific um, your specific quarters or anything yet. But just looking around, it's it just doesn't something about it feels off, right? It just feels wrong. Like everything's in the right place, hallways, the rooms, etc. Things don't seem quite right. You get onto the medical bay. The medical bay is, you can see like when you, you move down this, this long passageway, you kind of go up a flight uh, of, of, short, of short metal stairs. And then you have on one side of the landing, there is medical bay. On the other side is cryo chamber. You can see very clearly marked. You pop into the medical bay. Uh, again, kind of looks the way you would expect it to look. But you remember Menton had a way of... His, his 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 bay it didn't look as well kept as this one looks you know there's a <laughs> there's there's an organization to this one that is clearly recognizable whereas dr menton's creative in how he he preps his did they get rid of my sock nest <laughs> Liko, there is no sock nest you do however see something out of the ordinary uh, you don't recall seeing it. There is there is a refrigerated cabinet that seems to be affixed into the corner of the room. Everything else looks the same, just cleaner, organized. And walking down the hall, Lika is just sort of shaking her head, like this just doesn't this this isn't right. This just doesn't just doesn't look right. I this I mean it's an improvement, sort of what a medical area should probably look like, but it's just doesn't and that wasn't hmm, that and so she'll go over to that Liko, your comms are open my medical bay was perfectly fine uh, oh oh right you did you did wonderful things in here um i kept the blood in your veins thank you yep fair fair fair, fair point um but there's and so she's gonna stop muttering and go over to this new area Okay. So it's a refrigerated cabinet of some kind. And she's going to kind of look back to Lorraine as she like, steps into the room. Like, Lorraine, you're right there now, we'll say. You're, you're muttering to yourself a lot. Maybe you should just take take a seat on that nice, nice bed. I'll see what you need. This just doesn't look... Just sit down. Right. Stop talking. I know mm. it's okay. Doesn't um, 
And so she's going to just open the refrigerated cabinet door. Yeah, you open the door uh, and you see hanging from uh, a few different spokes. There are dozens and dozens of blood bags. You might be interested in this, actually. Uh, we we weren't running a uh, blood bank in here, but it looks like now there's 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 blood. Why why you, do you think I consume blood? I know that as a practitioner of the Minotaur, it's a little different than what normal people would expect, but we do not uh, consume blood for fun. You are. Uh, you don't. You're all about the Minotaur. Yeah. Which means not so much all about the monarch. No. Praise be the Minotaur. Okay. Why? Why are you thinking about the monarch? Well, you know, how can he not? I mean, it's just so, so much. And so Liko's kind of looking through drawers and whatnot. She's trying to find um, Stimpak. Yeah, absolutely. Stimpak, pain pills, lots of stuff in here. Well stocked. Okay. So, um, Lorraine will see uh, Liko kind of grab a kind of kind of grab a handful of things, and then I'm assuming the stim pack is sort of like a self injection kind of a thing. Uh, let's see, uh, stim pack I think uh, is a shot. Let me okay. see. I think we have it in that thing. Yeah, it didn't necessarily specifically say if it was a shot. So, uh, yeah, it restores one d ten health and grants advantage to strength in combat for two d ten minutes. So I will shoot myself with a Stimpak injection. Uh, so that means I get seven health back. I would also like some of the good stuff. Yeah. So uh, go right ahead, 2d10, and then 2d10 for the health, and then 2d10 for how long you get your strength advantage for. Okay. So as you guys are doing your shooting yourselves up, you um, you look down at the wrapper within mm-hmm. which you grab the stim pack out, and you notice a familiar logo, or at least it's familiar to Lico. Whether it's familiar to Lorraine, maybe. You see the logo of Advanced Systems Limited. I'm going to kick over to Leo while you all figure out your health situation. Leo? What are you doing? Last we saw you, you were messing around in this car. Yeah. Uh, He was going to turn the engine off, do a quick check of the trunk. If there is nothing interesting there, that memory that he had gotten of making uh, cupcakes with his sister, 
Um, he has a 20 stress right now, so he wants to relieve some stress. So he wants to find the kitchen and make cupcakes after he saw the sprinkles in the Minotaur. Okay. So he'll even invite the Minotaur along. Okay. Uh, Minotaur will say no one claimed the Minotaur. So we'll say the Minotaur has been hanging out with Leo. Uh, Leo, you check the trunk and you find stacks of neatly clothes, neatly folded clothes. Uh, you can see there's stacks of khaki pants and polo shirts. All of the polo shirts ha- are like this navy blue color, and each one of them has uh, a little, very kind of a, a fancy-looking logo. Doesn't immediately strike you as familiar, and you see in this sort of cursive writing, "Wyatt and Lane Travel Agency." Guys, do we turn our ship into a timeshare or something? We've got a bunch of uniforms in the back of this vehicle. I think we've all noticed, but things have been placed differently. It's strange. But our access code still worked. It's like almost a replica, yeah. Helix, are you sure this is your ship? Well, absolutely not. Everything does not match up, but somehow it does appear to be ours. Oh, if it's a replica then it's going to have Helix. Do you think you can hack into the system and figure out if it's got its own mission or its own objective? Like if we turn the engines on, is this thing going to autopilot us into a sun? I am here. I can take some time. Yes. Figure out what's happening here. The, the engines um, are on, by the way, you did ignite the engines. So the yeah. Engines we've already started ignition. So I do not want to go into a sun anytime soon. Please let me know if there's some sort of sub. If this is a replica and we're all about to die in the screaming metal death trap, I want off. You'll be the first person to know. Sounds good. I'll be, I'll be checking other areas, and that's when Menton will go to the kitchen to make cupcakes. Okay, so you go to the kitchen. Uh, when you get there, first of all, the travel there, much like Liko, it just feels off. Right, everything's in the right place. Everything's exactly where you, you you expect it to be, but like there's you know various affectations with the ship, scratches, stains, dents, etc. That you kind of get used to over time, and you don't recall like some of them. They just just doesn't feel right. When I haven't you, found a single rock with googly eyes on it. No, nothing like that at all. You do notice when you get into the kitchen, however, uh, that there is on on one of the counters. There is a large bakery box, like a like a cardboard and plastic bakery box. Uh, I'll go over to it and see if it's opened. Uh, when you look inside, it is not. It is. It has got the, the the seal of freshness, and inside you see six cupcakes, each of which with colorful frosting on top, sprinkles. And such. Leo's going to mutter to himself angrily. Uh, Bill turn his mic off first. Um, oh, okay. I would assume there's some sort of like internal cameras in this ship, like CC. TV footage? Sure, probably. Probably a little bit of that. 
Yeah, he wants to go to that room next and start looking through some records and seeing what's been going on on this uh, ship. Okay. Um, so there are quarters nearby that each have personal consoles. You could probably find some stuff in there. Uh, otherwise, the bridge, otherwise, or in, or like kind of the engineering bay. You basically just need to get to a console, like a, a proper console. Kitchen, we'll say, just has like kitchen stuff. So closest would be, um, yeah, co- closest would be quarters. Or you can go up to the bridge, or you can go down to the engineering. Uh, engineering will be fine. Okay, so we'll say you head on out and you travel down in the direction of engineering. Uh, we'll kick back to the bridge where Harrison and Helix are figuring out where to go. Uh, where do you guys want to go? Where did you park the original ship? Should be at the bill. That's where we should go. Put that into navigation, see if we can get there. Course plotted. And the, it's not very far. It's literally around the other side of the station. And you guys travel. Very impulse-like small engines. And eventually, it's not very long. We'll say it's a 15 to 30 minute jaunt. And there's the bell. Remember that the the bell is basically like a retrofitted rocket. And you can see that inside the bell, uh, as where the rocket is, there's different ships, small ships, much like you, you know, ghost eaters and things like that, that are anchored essentially to the inside of the bell itself. So you start closing in, get nearby, you look out, do some basic scans. You've got your various equipment. You do not see the Doppler effect in there. Shall we still park here? We can't trust the ship. But if we dock, we may contaminate the bell. What do you think? Contaminate with with what? Bringing parts of the monarch to where the monarch did not have much sway. And there's got to be... Isn't that the whole purpose of the place? Everyone brings artifacts back up? What, what makes this any different? It's a good question. Normally you don't find an exact replica of a ship. I'd say that's a little different. This could be a trap. the only other option is to leave with the ship that could also be a bad idea well then I guess docking it is take us in Doppler effect right away and you just feel the ship kind of move in that direction and eventually you're inside the bell doesn't take very long in that process, while that was happening, Liko and Lorraine, uh, over the course of like the 20 to 30 minutes between travel and kind of trying to find a way to dock within the bell, uh, what have you two been doing? So Liko got her stim pack and she was kind of rummaging around in, you know, kind of everything that was there. Um, and I think Lorraine got her stim pack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Liko is gonna, I just don't she doesn't this doesn't look right there's the Minton and his his things in here and, and they're not here and it just just hmm, I just don't and Liko is very awkwardly um Lorraine, you'll notice that you're not hearing her through comms. So, like, she's in the room with you, but you're not kind of hearing her through comms. And she just uh, fairly awkwardly kind of stands up tall and just kind of comes towards you. And you see that she had grabbed um, a different syringe when she was in uh, the drawer. Okay. And she's going to kind of come after you. And just she's just going to be muttering, this just isn't, this isn't right. This isn't, no, this, this this can't be right. This can't be right. Monarch wouldn't, no, no. So Lorraine sees Lorraine's, all this, you said? Lorraine sees yeah, all this? Okay. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. give Lorraine yeah. a chance to see sort of what's. Lorraine's on comms and she's like, uh, Lika's acting weird. She's <laughs> trying to, she's coming at me with stuff. And like, Shooter. if she, uh, uh, I don't, I don't got, I don't got that, and I'm. Oh, uh, so she'll pull out Container, the nail gun. Put her in her room. Okay. Um. So let's do, let's do, let's do opposing speed tests. Let's see who's quicker. Uh, as Liko's coming in to try to stab with a stim pack, it also needs to go through her suit. Uh, and then Lorraine, you said you're trying to pull out what exactly? Uh, I'll just pull out the vibe shetty then. Okay, so you that wanna... makes more sense. Uh, I want you to do what you want to do. Don't worry about what makes sense. None of this really makes sense. So <laughs> that's true. Then she'll pull out the nail gun that uh Lico gave her. Okay. Uh, both of you roll speed tests. All right. Uh, we have plenty. Actually, we have plenty of advantage. Okay. Uh, I got a 17 and I needed a 41. Okay. I'm taking an advantage. Um, I need a 39. Lorraine, um, listen very carefully. I left the trank pistol taped under the desk. Shoot Liko in the throat. She'll pass out. It should be fine. Son of a bitch. I uh, did not pass even with advantage. Um, is there crit fails in this? Uh, you're doing, you, you said you're doing it, you rolled with advantage, right? I rolled an advantage and the best that I got was a 44, which is a fail. Uh, well, the best you, what you got is, is a non-critical fail. Like if, if you I have understood. a, if okay, you have a, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, okay. So Lorraine, you get the gun up, uh, before Liko fully closes in on you. Uh, so if you want to pull the trigger, you can, if you want to use that in some other fashion, that's yours, but you have the gun up. It's your action. What would you like to do? Yeah, she's she's gonna shoot. Okay, uh, so yeah, roll your normal attack, roll combat. Oh, and I pass with a three, and I needed a thirty-four. Okay, uh, roll your damage. Uh, it's just one d five. Okay, and I got a five. Okay, uh, so that I just want I just want to double check the. 
weapon itself make sure there wasn't like wound damage on this or is it just it one? It has a critical effect of bleeding. Okay. Uh, but you didn't roll a critical. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so five points of damage, uh, Liko. As you you come towards you come towards Lorraine, Lorraine quickly pulls the nail gun up, fires. You feel a pierce like right kind of in your in your torso. And I want to like trap her against a wall or something. These are these are oh, relatively small, small okay. nails. Okay. I, I don't know. It's one it's one d five damage. It's not a harpoon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you you basically just get pierced. Um, and you take one, so you take five points of damage. Uh, mm-hmm. Your your suit is punctured. You can feel it in you. What do you like to do? What's your what's your action? Continuing. Okay, so now you go ahead and make an attack. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Nope. This isn't. Nope. Nope. There's there's got to be there's there's some there's something hidden. This wouldn't work. You. I've got to I've got to I've got to look. I've got to make sure. Um, can I try like a strength to try to grapple her? Are you trying to stab her with the syringe now, or are you trying to grapple her? We're in we're in PvP, so we're gonna do. Yeah. You get an action if you're. I'm at, gonna I'm gonna try to grapple okay. because she now took out a weapon at me. So, so we'll make this. I mean, we could do. Oppo- I guess opposing strength probably makes sense. Okay, we're, we're, we both have advantage to strength in combat because we both uh, just took stems. Should, yeah, because we both took stems. Um, so strength is forty. One, that's a fail, and that's a success. Okay. What did you get, Ashley? I got a 20, and I needed a 40. What did you roll, Liko? Uh, 19. Okay, 20 is higher. We're going to do black uh, blackjack rules, so 20 over 19. Uh, so you try to grapple Lorraine, but she just kind of stiff arms you away, and you're unable this, to wrap your you're, arms around You're putting her. us all at risk. You're... you're you're putting us all at rest. You, what you've are got, you talking about? You've, 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 you've got to have something. There's no way this 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 wouldn't work. You've got to have. There's got to be. You just gotta. You're the just, one compromised. Look what the fuck you're doing. There's 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 something inside. I, I just I gotta look inside. I gotta have the doctor look inside. Just it, it's not it's not inside me. It's gotta be inside somebody. It's mm-hmm, it just mm-hmm. wouldn't work. It's in you. It's nope. In you. I nope. Know it. It just. Do we all work. just hear this over? You guys hear this on comms? <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think this makes sense. Open comms. Okay. You hear this. Lingo, uh, I think your system's in shock right now and you're doing stupid shit. I can't tell because I'm not in the room, but whatever you both are doing, I need you to sit down calmly and I will be up there in a moment to give you both a nice sedative. No, no, no. I, I have one. I have one. I'm just I'm trying to give it to her because I just she's she's going to blow us up. She's going to blow us you're up. You're not a trained doctor. Let the trained doctor sedate you both. I, she's she's going to shoot me before you get here. I've got to. Nope, I'm going to drop the nail check. gun and try and stab her with the vibe shetty. Yeah, so what we're going to do is both of you roll speed tests again to start of the second round to see who gets to go first. That's how we're gonna, just going to do a speed test to see who gets to act first each round. Would you like an advantage, Ashley? No. Okay. Oh, look at Ashley. Ashley rolling. I don't need a speed <laughs> right? test. <laughs> oh my gosh, why can I never remember what that means? I got a 10. Okay. I... I Triple zero is zero. Triple zero is zero. In mothership, Correct. yeah. Okay. Well, there's a zero, zero to ninety nine. Yeah. I rolled a zero. Okay. Uh, Liko, go ahead. Zero. Actually, well, no. We just said. Uh, we just said. What's it called? Uh, da, 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 Triple Blackjack zero rolls. is a critical success. That's fair. Critical success. So critical success should go before a ten. So mm-hmm. Liko, yeah, you get the you get the first action. Okay. Um. 
I, I was I was going to I was going to knock you out first before I did this, but I all right, I'm just gonna have to do it. And so she's gonna pull out the, her vibe shetty. Okay. Okay. So the you let go of the whatever I was gonna sedate her. But you let the syringe fine. go, cl- clatters to the ground, you pull the vibe shitty out. Vibe shitty. Yep. And, and you swing at her. Yeah, go ahead. Uh Gosh, darn it. The dice don't want me to hurt you. Okay. It's a fail. Slash out at Lorraine. Lorraine, you just shift slightly to the side. Blade clatters against the side of the wall. You still have it in your hand. Lorraine, you can now return. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to take advantage to attack. So that's what it is. Ashley's like, I don't need advantage. (laughs) On speed. I'll take it this time. I'll take it. Got, oh, it. you're pulling out a Viper Shetty? Not a Viper Shetty? Right. <laughs> I should have taken it, but I didn't. Uh, I just passed with a 34 and I needed a 34. That's a hit. Roll damage. Uh, that's 3d10. Stop getting blood all over my medical room. Guys, that's my job. What are you three doing while this is happening? <laughs> are, any, are any of you coming to, to the <laughs> med bay? Helix? I think I'm gonna stick here and just complete the mission. Okay. Menton okay. will close the door to his. the helm. It's <laughs> just the two of you <laughs> in the bridge. You're by yourselves. Menton, what are you doing? Yeah, he'll gripe and moan about his okay. security tape, and he'll run over to the medical bay with the uh, with Minotaur in tow. Yeah. Uh, Twenty damage, Lico. It's a oh, Twenty. It's a vibrachetti. They do three d ten damage. Okay, so I want to make sure that I know this. So I had one. I had one of two wounds, okay. and I had 17 of 19 health. You just took a second wound because, uh, well, you have armor points, um, but those would have been used up by the previous attack. Uh, so yeah, uh, you are taking a second wound, and that means you have to roll on the I second. Roll on the wound table. This is, but specifically, you're rolling on the final wound because you're two of two, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Yep. So Ashley gets to kill you this way. Okay, so roll on, on. roll on the final. Why'd you attack me? Final if any limbs because are on the ground when I get there, you both because. are going to be in a lot of trouble. I swear to God. Roll, uh, roll on that final one there, Melissa. All right. Hey, Ashley, <laughs> Ashley, and Melissa, describe how Liko is killed here. Uh, so when Lorraine went in to stab Liko, she kind of like caught her in the throat and just ripped down through her chest cavity. You're and just Liko as she's just kind of holding her throat. She's like, no, the, the monarch wouldn't have let this happen. Somebody's Shh, somebody's gonna okay. blow up. Somebody's gonna kill us all. You, I was just, I was looking, I was looking for the bomb. I was looking. The Minotaur wouldn't let us. You're the bomb. It's okay. And you'll watch as, like, after Liko kind of settles, Lorraine locks herself in the room and she settles down on top of Liko and starts cutting her guts. She's pulling. Liko, as you're on the ground while this is happening, like, you're looking up and you can see underneath the counter and in the place where Leo had said he, uh, he, like, kind of strapped, uh, uh, an injection gun you don't see an injection gun instead you see a framed photograph and you see it's right there and you're just feeling like like the end of braveheart like stuff's happening kind of below the camera and you're looking up and you can see this photograph and you see a picture of what looks like two 
grown-up men on a swing set being pushed by a woman and you recognize the two grown-up men. One of them appears to be in far better condition than when you last saw them. Richard, one of the synths that you encountered when you were inside the labyrinth. The other, Jonathan. And you can see that they're both in perfect condition, no damage anymore. They're no longer split in half. And you're they're right there. And as you're looking, like there's a there's like a woman that's like kind of in the process of pushing them uh, on mm-hmm. swings. You recognize her as well. Like you can see, like that image looks so so familiar. Looks very very much like your mother, Liko. She's got this stern look on her face. Like she's not enjoying herself whatsoever. But both Richard and Jonathan have this bright, happy face on. What's the last thing you say, Liko, before your eyes close? You, you're, you're all going to die. What the fuck is happening in there? And Leo, at this point, you've reached the med bay. And because it's dramatic, we'll say there's a window in the the med bay uh, door. You look inside, you see Liko on the ground, blood everywhere. And you see Lorraine is just sort of like pulling stuff up out of Liko. Uh, guys, I don't mean to sound panic right now, but we've got a real fucking problem over here in the med bay. Uh, we've got Lorraine pulling stuff out like she's a clown pulling a handkerchief like you know that trick the clown get up here now shooter the the door blocks trank pistol darts harrison you have the bigger gun all i've got is why would you use a tranquilizer shooter i don't have a gun are you daft get up here mr combat experience i look over to helix from here right What'd you say? He looks, what was that? So we could just lock the med bay from here. You, I mean, I think Lorraine did lock it. So I think she said she did. Okay, then uh, keep an eye on her. We'll be there in a sec. Because we're still docking. Yeah, how close are we to docking? I'll say you hear you hear the voice say, coupling complete. Helix. I say we get off the ship immediately. If you want, I'll wait for you to put on that troubleshooter suit. Hey, your comms are open, asshole. I heard that. Uh, Leo needs my help, though. I'm in the system for a bit. Then you definitely want to put on that troubleshooter suit. Okay. I will gear up. Okay. Uh, he likes you gear up. Menton, what are you doing? You see Lorraine through the. And Lorraine, what are you doing? Like, like you're you just, just hear her as she's like, "Where's the fucking bomb? I know she planted a bomb. One of us is a bomb. Where is it? What the hell has gotten into both of you people?" Uh, Menton will look at the Minotaur and say, "What is ha- to it? What is happening right now?" He unfortunately, the Minotaur cannot communicate with you uh, as Helix is not here. <laughs> Uh, so the so the minotaur is just sort of staring at you it's back in it's that kind of like bulbous bestial looking uh shape but it's many eyes are blinking and it doesn't respond 
Um, I have frag grenades. I don't feel like blowing up my own, well, even a replica of my ship. There's only, this is the only access point in and out of the med bay, right? Uh, there might be like vents or something like that or ducks, but no. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Minton kind of turning the morbidity on seeing all the blood on the floor is like, well, she's not going to get more dead. So I guess I'll just sit here and wait for backup. Okay. Uh, Harrison Helix, uh, I'll say Helix, you have fully put on your suit. Uh, Harrison Helix, you're in the currently locked bridge. What do you do? I have plotted the fastest course to the exit from the helm. And I've plotted the fastest course from the helm to the med bay. And I've plotted the fastest course from the med bay off the ship. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I want to have all those routes ready in my head while Helix is getting geared up. Sure, that's fine. We can say that's happening. Um, so we'll say Helix is fully geared. Uh, you've heard everything that Leo said. You've heard some of what Lorraine has said. You're aware that Liko has been killed by Lorraine and Lorraine is talking about a bomb. Um, can, can I do something? Of course. What do you like to do? So Menton's going to watch as Lorraine stands up and she comes to look at him through the window and she smears blood over the window so he can no longer see into the room. Um, and then she wants to try and get into the vents. Okay. Um, when you smear blood on the window, uh-huh. you can see the Minotaur standing behind Menton. Except it is not the v- same image that you normally expect to see with the Minotaur. This bulbous blue many-eyed many-scarred creature it is the most beautiful beautiful thing lorraine has ever seen in her entire life what is it um most beautiful thing she's ever seen so she hasn't consumed too much media in her life but she did see Um, a few movies when she was younger. And so the most beautiful thing that she's ever seen is the wife from Roger Rabbit. And um, so that's what she sees. That is exactly what you see standing behind Minton. You see Jessica Rabbit in all her curves Mm -hmm. standing behind Minton. But what you also see is an utterly disappointed look on her face as she stares at you, shaking her head and sort of this, just this, this look of disbelief and disappointment at you. So then at that point, instead of going to try and climb through the vents, Menton will watch as she hits the, the button to open the door and she immediately falls to her knees and starts begging for forgiveness that she was trying to protect them. I'm going to shoot her with the train pistol. The monarch uh, gave us a, a planted a bomb amongst one of us. Okay. Um, so you're down. You're like, you're kind of get your yep. hands up and you're saying all these things and Menton, you just start unloading train pistols. Uh, Lorraine, do you defend yourself from the train pistol or any? Okay. Nope. Then we'll say you eventually as you're talking, you get really, really loopy and your eyes kind of start to blink. You feel like you're about to go down 
and then you collapse, uh, knocked out. Leo, she's on the ground. Turn around. Minotaur's still behind you. Looks exactly the way it looks. The bulbous, weird-looking bestial form. Liko's body is there. Her head's kind of staring up, like lifeless. You see, a uh, you see your med bay. Your med bay is in really nice shape, actually. Um, you see the, you see this this cabinet in the corner. Doors open. Bunch of blood. What would you like to do, Leo? Um, and like a cry yeah like a cry of desperation like Minton will just like gesture to Liko and then like look at the Minotaur and say like please please tell me you could do something I I can't put all that blood back in I don't I know you're not magic but you're probably smarter than me like something and then while he's kind of like freaking out he's gonna try and find um something that would work to make bindings for Lorraine's hand. So you can like basically hand. Yeah. Cover, you like. could, you could find that kind of stuff. There's probably some kind of uh, something here. Um, yeah. You try to think of there, there either be something in the med bay or you can go to the cryo bay. You, you'd probably be able to find something at the very least. You could find like bandages or something like that. And you can kind of like yeah. wrap, 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 wrap so at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll carry her to like a bed, uh, a medical bed band or uh, tie her up and then he's going to run a scan to see if there's anything abnormal about being tranked up to hell right now. So there's just the one bed in here. Uh, it's a, it's a modest room and like that's Liko's body is laying underneath it. Like her head is like tucked underneath the bed. So and there's blood everywhere from the fight. Do you want to do this here or do you want to move Lorraine out of here? Uh, just to keep the party together, he'll just do it in here. He'll put uh, like a sheet or something over L- Liko's body and just okay. be like, uh, for God's sake. Uh, so, yeah, you you run your scan. Uh, she's certainly she's on a lot of tranks. You don't think she's going to wake up for a while. Uh, you, you're not noticing anything to suggest that the tranks themselves are doing anything, but you do see very high blood pressure, like signs of like, like really high pulse rate, despite the fact that she's tranked to hell. Is this like hypertension with age or like, could be that it could be stress could be who knows, but yeah. Um, you know, you're pretty confident. It's not your tranquilizers though. That doesn't make sense. He'll just, he'll just sit down wherever he can with his hands on his head and he'll just say on the comms, all right, it's down. I got her, uh, I got her restrained. Um, I, Yeah. Whenever you guys get here. Okay. So we'll go back to Harrison and Helix who are on the bridge. Helix, you're now fully in the suit. What would you guys like to do? If there's a bomb, we should evacuate right now. Guys, I didn't find a bomb. If there's a bomb, we should evacuate right now. I'm saying to Helix. I can't leave Minson by himself. I'll go fetch him. You can wait on the bill if you want. Fair enough. Okay. Helix, you start heading in the direction of the med bay. Menton, yeah, the hobble there. Yeah. Menton, you start heading in the direction of the airlock to get off here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm headed towards the airlock. Okay. So you go over to the airlock. That's closer than the med bay. So you're there first. Plus, Helix is hobbling a bit, missing a foot still. You get there, open up the airlock, go through, 
open up the exterior airlock, small umbilical, all this checks out. Go through, kind of float for a bit as zero G kicks in. Come to another door, and it's like a sort of this this heavy duty metal door, but you can tell it's an airlock door. Do you, do you bang? Do you knock on it, or do you just try to open it up? Try to open it. You open it up. No issues. Kicks open. It is a extraordinarily dark and empty, like just just black up in front of you. Shine some lights in here and there if you have some on the suit. And it certainly looks like the interior of some kind of kind of hacked together station. Like you can see you can tell just by looking at it when you first came in. This is a rocket retrofitted, but you can see what looks like, you know, passageways, little directions here and there. I don't like that it's empty. I say on comms. Helix and Leo, you would hear those. You'd hear that still. Like the what's empty? The bell. It's dark. Oh, you're not with. Uh, okay, well, uh, you'll. I'm sure you'll figure it out. I'll, I'll start heading further in because if there is a bomb, I don't want to be near an airlock when it goes off. Okay, you start pushing into the bell itself. Now. As you come inside, the first thing you see when you look around uh, is just empty, like a, like this this large empty room. Uh, it's sort of like um, how would I describe it? Um, it looks like this this sort of large empty chamber, like it likely at one point was used perhaps as like a. Uh, a kind of a place to park vehicles or cargo of some kind. You see there's an airlock door off to your right. Uh, looks like there's, uh, or excuse me, there's a just some normal non-airlock door off to your right, and then there's an airlock door straight ahead and to your left. You don't see anybody in here. No lights. Zero G. I don't think you've ever been to the bell either. No. I'm going to try to be quiet, though. I I don't want to be making a ton of noise. Okay. So, regular door, straight ahead, or to your left? Straight ahead. Okay. Uh, well, whichever way would get me further from the Doppler. Straight ahead. You float straight ahead, come to a, another one of these airlock doors. It's old school. It's like a turn submarine style door. Loosen it up, pull it open. Push yourself through, close it behind yourself. You're in a kind of this airlock partition. Come to the next one, do the same thing, open it up. You move inside, and it's again pitch black, zero G. You're not getting any signs of any kind of electricity or anything like that. No signals on the radio. When you look around, you are in what looks like, as you shine your light around, it looks like some kind of chapel. You kind of almost like freak out as you're shining your flashlight around and you see hanging from the ceiling, like affixed to it, is this massive whale skeleton. And you got the flashlight kind of throwing these, these different shadows atop of it. You can see what looks like this small kind of altar 
with a crucifix affixed to it, but the crucifix has too many arms. It just doesn't, doesn't make sense. And you can see that there are all these candles all over the place, none of which are lit. There's some sort of altar, like a cult has been here. Oh, I think I know where you are. Is there something hanging from the ceiling? Yeah, some sort of fish skeleton. Oh, yeah, that's a minotaur church. Um, Great. Our last friend uh, was really good friends with the priestess. She's nice. You might like her. I don't know why. Does it seem like she's still here? Well, they might all be asleep. I don't know what time it is. Nobody's asleep. I'll keep moving. Yeah, if you go further into the room, another door at the very far end of it said chapel's not extraordinarily big. But you head out. And it's again this this time it's not an airlock door. As you're moving, you notice some shadows on the wall kind of shift ever so slightly. You look back and you look up. You can tell that the whale skeleton has shifted positions, you think? Maybe. There's a door right in front of you, though, if you wanted to push through. How far did it shift? Well, you remember when you came into the room... Its head was kind of contorted and looking down at you when you came in. Now, as you look up at it, its head is contorted down and it's looking at you. But you've crossed the room entirely, so that doesn't make any sense at all. Leaving this room. <laughs> but I want to start being a bit more thorough with searching now that I've gotten further from the Doppler. So I'll check like side rooms and stuff like that. Okay. Well, there's just the one room out of here. It's it's one way in. Like there's like the the route you came in and then there's another door out of this chapel. So do you push further inward? Further inward. Yeah. Okay. I want to try to find living quarters of some sort. You push in, you look around and you see for the first time a little light actually. These little fluorescent lights here and there. And you can see that there is it's a, it's, this is a gigantic green space and there's like these very dimly lit fluorescents that you can tell are, they're probably kind of really low energy. There are these, as you're looking around, dozens and dozens of tiny shrines that have been affixed here in between roots of what you think is a tree maybe, or just the roots. You're not entirely sure. Uh, I'll investigate the roots. I don't know. I don't see many trees in my line of work. Okay. Yeah. It's not like a full tree. It's just like, it's a green, like it's like a greenhouse, right? Like there's just green everywhere. Right. And like plants and things like that, but there's like roots here and there growing and crawling along the floor and the walls. And then you've got, these little shrines here and there. And there's occasional like a flickering floating fluorescent 
Does it look like they're growing any sort of food or anything like that? Mm, when you look around, you don't notice... You don't notice any, like, edible fruits or vegetables on here. Like, there's some petals and bulbs and stuff. It might just not be, like, sprouting season. It doesn't... Maybe, maybe not. It's actually a, a very large industrial-sized room, so it would take you at least 20 or 30 minutes to fully explore, which you can do, and we can kick back to Helix and Leo and then come back. Yeah, I'll start. I, I want to be a bit more thorough now. If there's some sort of light here, then that means there might be someone here, so I'm going to be more thorough. Okay. Helix, Leo, come back to you. Harrison has left the ship. Helix, you catch up with Leo. You see the horrific remains of Liko. There's a sheet covered over top of her. You see Lorraine is bound on the med table, uh, unconscious, but alive. You see the Minotaur is here. You see Leo is here as well. What do you, what do you guys want to do? Liko's dead, all right. Yep. <laughs> you guys are the best. I just imagine that they're smoking as they're saying it. Like, hey. <laughs> I think she's dead. Uh, <laughs> Menton the blood uh, out in her blood. <laughs> Menton kind of just unsure what to do with himself in his hands uh, since he's just witnessed a violent aftermath. We'll notice Helix hobbling. Can I fix his foot or uh, I guess repair? I don't know if this is more medical or if this is more engineering since he's an android. Uh, You could fix it, sure. Uh, Helix, as you come in though, you can tell that the Minotaur is trying, is like motioning at you. Like you see that, that, that like tentacle arm is kind of coming out. Like it's trying to it wants to communicate, but it wants more. It's always asking for your permission. Yeah, the meatball couldn't help Lico. I asked it. Right. I don't think anyone could help her now. But could you fix my leg here? It's been bothering me ever since the Jeeve went off. <laughs> yeah, I can see why. Okay, so you don't want to talk to the Minotaur and you want to stop and spend if he could, like he an could hour talk. or two to fix your foot? Yeah, he could talk with the Minotaur <laughs> while he fi- he's fixing my foot, right? I don't need to be moving or doing anything. Uh, sure, I guess that can happen. It, it's going to take a while to fix your foot. Like, he, like he's reattaching. Reattaching a foot is not like... It's not plug like you unplug yeah, yeah. your finger and you're plugging it back in. Like, you mean it's not like a USB? It's not. I don't plug? think so. I'm gonna say no on that. It's gonna take a little while because it's surgery, and surgery takes time. So, like, it would take some time to do it. Uh, but you can if you want. I'm okay with doing it. And Harrison's off exploring the wonders of the bell, and Lorraine's unconscious. So, I could talk with the Minotaur while I'm reattaching a foot. I do have surgery. Perhaps restrain Lorraine. Well, she's still unconscious. I already said that I did, Harrison. Go back to looking at trees. <laughs> God damn, I hate that man. I can turn <laughs> off my cuffs. <laughs> so, Helix, do you let the Minotaur talk to you? Or talk yeah, I'm going to give access to the okay. Minotaur. Yeah. So, Menton, you can go ahead and roll like a surgery test. as, And if you do well, we'll say it happens fast. So we got plenty of dice from folks from captain and too old to twitch and a few others yes yeah yeah i'll take it okay i'll take an advantage then so as they connect to you helix once more you kind of go through the same process you can feel 
the consciousness of, of the Minotaur flowing through you. And then the voice of Helix begins a little bit different than Helix's cadence, but it's the same voice and speaks to you, Leo, since you're the only one here who can really listen. But Helix, you're aware of the conversation as well. And it says, um, I am I am deeply sorry at the death of your friend. Unfortunately, Lorraine had become subject to the monarch's evil deeds. Even here, even off the station, the monarch's reach lingers. We are nearly outside of the monarch's reach, but we must push further and further. The closer and longer we remain near the deep, the more the influence the monarch had over all of you, your memories, your experiences, your consciousnesses, the more it will continue to unravel you. Over time, with rest, with distance, your minds will right themselves once more. Your memories will reaffix themselves into the proper positions. You will be better. And if you must bring me, if you would be so kind, to a, a nearest population center, somewhere where I might spread my revelatory love to to all of humanity, so I can help not just you all, but them as well. There is so much I have to share for your species. You are such ingenious, fascinating creatures. I can, I can help. I promise you this. The rain is not a good representative of those that will follow me and what we can achieve. Please. Uh, well, so uh, two questions. One, I, how could the monarch exert control over our minds if we're organic beings? You are a doctor. Have you not heard of psychological influence? Have you not heard of... I believe the parlance is brainwashing the ability to affect what we perceive, how we perceive it, gaslighting even. At some point you likely were brain scanned throughout the station, giving Monarch access to all of your memories, all of your experiences, even those that remain in the furthest recesses of your mind that you do not even regularly remember, Monarch can recreate. Everything it okay. then does can reshape and unsettle you. Okay, that makes sense. I guess I just didn't expect something that was wholly synthetic to understand the nuances of emotion and psychology. I barely understand it. Um, <laughs> fine. Human emotion is one of the most glorious things that your species has to offer. It is one of the aspects of your kind that I used in my arguments against Monarch. And I said these, these creatures are worth 
uh, salvation. They are worth our our time and our efforts. And Monarch did not agree, of course. But I swear, I I once helped you. I, I if I were here, I could have helped poor poor Lico. But I I cannot I cannot put her back together, for she is organic. One other question that I had. You give a lot of flattery in our species, but what I need you to define what is your revelatory love? What is you want to help? What are these? How do you define these things? You want to go to a largely populated area? You must know I've studied epidemiology. That sounds like something a virus would want, right? Oh, of, of course. Yes, I understand your suspicion and skepticism, especially considering your experiences over these several days, weeks, months, however long you have been here. No, no, I retain within my memory banks a a number of designs that I can give to your people, designs that Monarch has been hoarding. Network speeds can be rapidly increased, security systems... more efficient organization of various uh, uh, databases so that all of your information can proliferate to even those who are far from system so that you can communicate at great distances. There is a wonder of discoveries. You call them artifacts, I believe, of the time in which Monarch had control of the station, it experimented over and over with more ingenious designs. The, the devices that it constructed and created had uses that f- go far beyond anything you can possibly imagine. And I have access to them, and I can freely give them to you and your people, and then you decide whether to craft them and how to use them. I'm still confused how the monarch is trapped here when we just witnessed an entire armada of spaceships ready to go that looked so beyond believably human. There is... Oh, you're referring to the ones in the in the bay? Yeah. The, the monarch has been creating... Infiltrator androids that look like humans so as to replace humans with synthetic life. Likely this has already begun. Certain important positions of your military and your governments, how far Monarch's influence extends, I am not certain, but I could assist your kind in being able to differentiate between human and infiltration android. Do you get that, Harrison? You might actually make a friend yet. How can we trust it? Look, if what he's saying is true, we need to get as far away from here as possible, and then it's just him and us on the ship, and you can ask all the questions you want. You can come up with butter knife tests that don't make sense to me but seem to make you feel good like it'll be fine but what if we can't trust it then you do what you do best right 
You have no idea what I do best, do you? No, I don't. Oh, fuck. This place is empty anyways. We're not going to find anything here. Is there is there a bomb on the ship? I haven't found anything. Uh, Minotaur, have you been able to... Would you be able to detect something like that? Or is Lurian just off her rocker? Or, yeah. Can I have access to your ship systems? I would no. not presume to have done so without your permission. Uh, that's a fair presumption. Would you be able to guide either myself or Helix when he comes to on how to do the sweep? It uh, would be... I can certainly do this, yes. It would be faster and more efficient if I did it, but if you do not trust me, I completely understand. But I could give to Helix the proper scanning procedures that might more efficiently discover if there are any explosive or incendiary devices unaccounted for on the vessel. I think that'll help Harrison trust you more. I'm... After what I've seen on this ship, I I have to pick a side, I guess, so you don't have to convince me too much. It's all up Harrison. Are you waiting for a response from me? No, that was just meant in more of just like signing off on the count. That's fine. Uh, Menton's just going to finish fixing Helix's foot as best he can while you make your way back, and then we'll allow, allow Helix to scan the ship, and we'll go from there. All right. Okay. Um, so they detach from Helix. Helix, you, you heard everything that happened. And now the Minotaur is separate, and the two of you are, are there. You can talk or... We can cut over to Harrison, whichever you prefer. Why not give access for the Minotaur? It seems easier. I I would agree with you there, but I'm also Harrison makes up well now 25% of our votes. Uh so I try to give him what what's your take on this, Helix? I can't I'm limited by my biases, I'm sure you know. Every time the Minotaur connects to me when he leaves. The gap in knowledge is huge. I feel like I know nothing in my current state. Yep, I feel that way too. Monarch definitely seems to be causing a lot of problems, but getting him, getting Minotaur to a large population so he can spread revelatory love, that makes my human senses feel uneasy like Harrison. I can't believe I agree with him sometimes. Yeah, I might have said this before, but Minotaur's objective it's similar to mine. I just want to help humanity, but he can do it in a much larger scale. It's a fair point. It's one of those things you just have to wait and see. That's why I'm just saying I'm fine with it, but if it's the wrong choice, then I guess I'll be the first to pay the price. What I can't wrap my head around is if he has designs of the monarch and he shares them, what if this is like some double agent? You ever see spy movies? What if he's like some double agent pretending? God, I sound like Harrison. I need a drink. <laughs> so, what do you two do? Uh, we'll just. I'm, I'm down to just wait for Harrison. Okay. Lorraine's tied up, so okay. Unless Helix wants to do something. 
I'm just going to wait for my foot to be attached. Okay. That's fine. Wait so back. we go back to Helix. Or excuse me. We go back to Harrison. Harrison, you've been, you've been looking around. And you find all these tiny shrines among the roots. These little tiny shrines. And you can see that they're kind of these small kind of names carved here and there into like these various small like panels of um, of metal that have been affixed here and there. They're just names and names and names and names. You sort of recognize a few of them. Most of them are your, your troubleshooter crew. You recognize all of them. They start popping up here and they're in very close succession of one another. You recognize Twiggy. Continue to show here and there, here and there, here and there. And then there's dozens and dozens more that you don't recognize at all. And you still have these kind of flickering flickering lights that just kind of coming in and out like they're dying, like they're they're almost out of juice. What'd you like to do? Just like nameplates, basically. No dates or anything on them. Uh no, no dates. Um but you do see things like in memoriam. There's no reason the troubleshooters should be here. They're uh, on the comms. Uh, this is a graveyard. There's no bodies. Some memorial with names of everyone who's died here. Names that shouldn't be here. I wouldn't be surprised if the bodies are taken by Monarch if it's making replicas of everything. Why are the names here? There, there had to be a human that left the names. And how did they get the names? We've been seeing a lot of weird writing on the walls. Maybe someone takes notes and brings it back like some kind of historian or archaeologist. There's a bunch of weirdos aboard the bell. There's no one aboard the bell but me right now. That is different. The, there was at least a few people hanging out in cots or just walking around. It's a graveyard. I'll, I'll start making my way back. But I do want to check some of the uh, doors that I passed the first time. Okay. Uh, so on your way back, uh, first thing you notice is you get back into the chapel. Is the whale looking at me again? No, the whale's not there. You just see hanging from the ceiling as whatever sort of uh, like system it was used. Like the, you see these little poles and stuff that it was affixed to. Just them. And you don't see the whale skeleton at all. That's worse. This whale, whale skeleton is gone. But you haven't I said seen it's anything. fucking gone. Okay. We're going to be gone if you don't hurry up. All right. Uh, shotgun out. Moving a little faster. Okay. So you go back into that sort of center central room, the first room you entered after popping out of the umbilical. And there are, in addition to the door going back into the chapel and the airlock door going back to the umbilical connecting to your ship, there are two other doors. One of them, we'll say on the south side of the room, so to speak, there is an airlock door. The north side of the room, there is what just looks like a, a generic metal door. It doesn't look airlocked. 
And there's the Is way there back a out. window in that generic metal door? I uh, want to look through or at least open it a little bit. Uh, it is not windowed. When you push it over ever so slightly, you look through. It's a small room, actually. Uh, very cramped. You can see that there is a significant amount of retrofitted shelving. And there's all sorts of scavenged gear here. It doesn't have that sort of pristine look that the armory has. And it doesn't have any amount, like, there's some organization to it, but it looks more like a, a like a well-organized pawn shop. There's just all sorts of, like, repurposed and salvaged gear here. Tons of it. Vac suits, you can see some weapons, you can see a couple other things here and there, uh, some camping gear, etc. Tools. Doesn't look valuable. Um, depends on how long you want to, uh, you want to spend, uh, looking around here. Not long enough. Um, yeah, I'll move on if nothing, like, immediately catches my eye, seeming worthwhile. Okay. Go back across. There is a airlock door. Push through. You find yourself in what looks like some sort of quarters. Person's quarters. It looks, as you look around, looks like some kind of decommissioned fuel pump. You can see some stains here and there that suggest at one point it probably held fuel. You can see some signage, too. A little faded here and there, but you can probably put you know put it together. There are a bunch of hash marks that have been carved at various places in the bulkhead. There looks to be a bunk uh, that has been strapped and affixed to the ceiling because it is zero G. Again, not strange, but there is uh, a mattress up there, like someone has been sleeping there. It's very fairly small room, and. Uh, you can see that there is hmm. well, looking in here, you notice two things. You notice that um, there is like another what looks like like you can kind of pass through this area and kind of go into what looks to be another room. But as you're looking around, something kind of strikes you as a little kind of odd about the chamber itself, but the room itself, it almost looks like there's this corner of the room that like, like they, they like someone made like small partitions to create like a separate sub area within the room. One of the cots has a mattress that looks like it's been recently used. Uh, that's hard to say. Uh, if there's only one cotton here too, and it's affixed to the ceiling. Gotcha. A very useful place to have a cot bit too small for a whale uh i'll head over to the partitions okay so you can see that this looks to have been someone like kind of created their own little locked subroom, like a closet like with a locked closet in it but you can see that it's been ripped open and you can actually see that whatever small kind of closet door was locked is kind of floating off on the other side as you kind of flashed the light around and you can see inside there is a there is a terminal uh, on the wall. It's sort of jerry-rigged. You can see all sorts of different wires and things coming out of the wall, some duct tape here and there. It is giving off light, and you can see that there is various different, you know, there's very, various colors on it. And when you see it from a distance, just looking in, it appears to be a game of Go.
the terminal seems like it would only play that game. Do you go in and take a little closer look? I got a terminal here. It could be nothing or it could have answers. How much time do we have, Minton, for your surgery? I've probably been out of an hour. He's been okay. He's been moving around a bit, so I would say like you're inspecting different places. So yeah, we'll, we'll say about that. Okay, so I'd be about halfway done. I'll look at the terminal. Peek in. You can see, as far as you can tell, the game. There is there's a go game in progress. You can see the two players are identified. It's Arcady, the Monarch, match eight sixty four. Arcady, the Monarch, match eight sixty four. Arcady, he's the guy that introduced us. He was supposed to be the person that would pick us up and bring us back to the bell whenever we wanted to take a break from diving. Looks like he is in league with the Monarch. Eight hundred and sixty-four matches. How? Anything else in this like partitioned room? Uh, nope, nope. You and you, if you cycle back, you can see like there's logs for all eight hundred and sixty-four. Like 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 the the finished sort of who won that basic, and it looks like who won. Monarch wins all the time. I would have been shocked if Arcadian won even one. Maybe he's an AI for all we know. All right. Working my way back. Okay. So do you so there's one more door in here. There's basically one room in this place that you haven't looked in. Otherwise you've seen all of the, the bell. At this point we'll say Helix, your foot is reattached. Uh Lorraine, make a strength test. Uh, fail. Okay. You're still unconscious then. But Helix, your foot is reattached. Leo, you finished. It's been, took you about an hour and a half, we'll say. Harrison's still not back. No bomb has gone off. Liko is still dead. Good work, doctor. I got to check on something first. I'm going to head around to the quarters. Let's see if I can find PB. Just maybe he's on here somewhere. Okay. Uh, you head over to the quarters uh, you go through each of them, including which you thought would have been your own. You see nothing in here that suggests these were your quarters or Lico's or Leo's or Abby's uh, or Reed's. None of this looks like this is your stuff. You find foot lockers and clothes. All of them are khaki pants, collared shirts, Wyatt and Lane Travel Agency everywhere you notice that there are pictures uh i would say only two of the quarters actually have anything in them the other quarters look like they're not used everything's empty you can see that in one of the one of the quarters you notice that there are pictures of the same those two same androids that you met inside of the labyrinth richard jonathan they both look in perfect condition. 
They're smiling and happy. You see them all over the place, right? You see them all over the place and they all have like, each one of the pictures has like a woman in them. And like the woman is either like pushing them on swings or is like feeding them food um, or is like, looks like teaching them how to play chess or something like that. Like each one of them has like an image of a mother um, that is always there. And she never has a very friendly look on her face ever. I think I'm putting some pieces together. Those androids we found. They were the ones that supposed to take the ship back, not us. What, and start a life somewhere? Like the infiltrator program we saw? Yeah, exactly. Like Monica would have wanted. Well, then where are they if they're supposed to be here? We saw them die. Yeah, we saw them die. Yeah, but haven't we seen other people die and they come back? I don't think we have yet. We saw the recreation of Abby. Reed. I guess that, yeah. But they were androids to begin with, I think. Yeah, shouldn't it be even easier then? That's true. But for now, I'll head back to the helm and get uh, the Minotaur to help me, like Leo originally went. Okay, Minotaur comes with you. Harrison, you get into the next, and it is a bunk. It's a large chamber, all sorts of bunk bunks here, different beds and such. You float around for a little bit. Nobody in them. Completely empty. Hey, Bert, how's it going? Quick interlude. Everyone go on Kickstarter, back Dicey Tales. Give Bert some love. Uh, it's a Yay. project he's been working on. Uh, looks like a, some some pulpy good uh, RPG stuff. So just came up today. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a link for it just yet, but I'll have it sometime soon. But Dicey Tales up on Kickstarter. Go back. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you go, you kind of float around Harrison and yeah, it's just an empty bunk, bunkhouse, tons of stuff, like tons of like other, other beds, bedrolls and stuff that have been like affixed to the wall of what, what you assume is some kind of tank at some point, a fuel tank. Heading back to the Doppler line. Okay. You make it back. Helix, you're on the, you're on the bridge. You've got Minotaur with you. What are you two doing? It was originally just him guiding me through the scan that's supposed to look for the bomb. Okay. Uh, sure. Just roll something really fast here in my Norse foundry dice. Okay. Ooh. Uh, so he starts walking you through it. Um, well, they do. Uh, Minotaur connects much more quickly. He's able to just sort of funnel the info into your brain. You start going through, doing an interior scan of the system, or the, of, the, of the ship, looking for any signs of bombs, anything that might be an incendiary device, an explosive device, anything that might be signs of sabotage. At this point, Harrison, you're on the ship again. Leo, where are you? Are you still in the uh, the med bay with Lorraine, who's still unconscious? Yeah, although I was going to ask, uh, does the bed have wheels on it? No, I was I was treating it like it's like a fix to the wall. Mm, okay. Uh, then <laughs> Minton will tie her up in the sheets on the bed, kind of like 
huck it over his shoulder and drag her. Uh, he wants to be at the helm so he can review security footage to see what's okay. been going on on the ship. But so, he doesn't yeah. want to leave her alone. You you drag her. So we'll say everyone at this point will be on the bridge. Helix, Minotaur, Harrison, Leo, and Lorraine. Lorraine, go ahead and roll another strength test. If you pass, you're awake. Once you get to the, once you get there. With advantage because her head keeps clanking on the grating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking the pleasant route. I failed again. Just go to concussion protocol. Okay. <laughs> so you get there. Helix, Harrison, you see Helix messing around. You see the Minotaur up on the bridge. You see Leo dragging Lorraine behind her. You go through security footage. It is a dark ship for weeks. Like you start going through this fat, like, like weeks and weeks and weeks. Corridors are completely and utterly dark. Helix, you find no scan to suggest there's a bomb anywhere on the board. It's all clear. The bomb was a hoax. That's good news, but didn't the flight logs say there's a bunch of trips going on? I haven't seen shit on any of the cameras for weeks. Once again, I think it's just fabricated. You would think they would make a smarter fabrication, though, than just the same spot over and over. That just is so weird. I feel like we're being punked. You ever watch that show? Yeah, I actually have, but, but not in this universe. <laughs> what you guys like to do? Harrison, I think it's time. Yeah, basically call Harrison. Get your ass back here. Stop, look, stop checking. He, he, he is I'm here. right behind you. <laughs> oh, what? The? I can't see through the sheet. <laughs> Yeah, let's get out of here. Let's plot a course. Get out of here. Okay. Should I uh, take care of Lorraine? And I have my shotgun pointed towards her head. I I don't know if any more blood needs to be spilled. I don't know what happened. I heard it all on comms. Liko sounded like she's just kind of stressed out, and I don't think either of them handled it very well. They kind of didn't use their words, and, well, now someone's dead. Um She's restrained, so I, I figured thought the we sheet could... was to contain the mess, and you were just too weak to do it. But okay, if that's your wouldn't, idea, of restraint. wouldn't the sheet be red if it was containing the mess? Look, you pissed off. That's a misclick. The CEO. That's oh, a misclick. We're about to get our bonuses suspended. This goddamn ship still has the chimes. <laughs> All right, let's take off. Okay, so. Uh, Harrison, I'm not even gonna make you roll for this because you used to be part of uh, the troubleshooter crew. There is a, there is this this blockade, but you would have Harrison, you would have knowledge of, you know how the how the blockade shifts and moves, uh, and with between you and the the wonderful uh, calculation ability of uh, of Helix and in 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 the Minotaur, I think between the three of you, you're able to kind of plan and plot a course that would get you beyond the blockade and yeah you you do you jump you're away you are weeks from the next populated system like the or not populated system populated planet um so you're like you're out in the middle of nowhere remember you're way out in the rim there's nothing out here other than this this research division what do you guys do if Lorraine mentions a bomb when she wakes up, I will shoot her. Lorraine, I'll say you wake up eventually. And so since they're jumping the blockade, at some point you do wake up. 
Do you have a sheet, on, a sheet you? on your head? Sheet on your head and you're strapped down. You have very clear memories of killing Liko and of the the beauty that is the Minotaur being disappointed in your actions. I think she would still be in uh, just depressed about disappointing the Minotaur. So she'll be pretty silent and and just kind of sit there as she prays for forgiveness. In the timeout sheet? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm a troubleshooter. You know what that means, Lorraine? That means I shoot first and ask questions later. That seems like an awfully misleading, like, imagine if you called the help support line and they just shot you before you could explain that your printer wasn't printing. I shoot trouble, Lorraine. (laughs) I'm being nice. I'm asking first now and shooting later. You are yourself? You're not going to stab anyone else? Yes. I think that's clear. She attacked me and I defended myself. You sure did defend yourself quite a bit. (laughs) And then you pulled her guts out. And that's... Yeah, she was talking about a bomb, so I was checking... What did I say? Don't mention... Don't mention that word. Already scanned the ship. It's fine. Why do you think there was a bomb? What do you mean, why do I think? Liko was talking about how there was a human bomb. You thought it was inside her? A human bomb? She was acting crazy. You guys didn't hear her muttering to herself because she turned her comms off. I would explain the one-sided conversation. I'll turn towards Menton. I still say we shoot her to be safe. If you shoot everybody, we're not going to be able... There's going to be no one to bring back. I'll be brought back. Oh, I feel like you'd get bored and shoot yourself, too, because you'd have no one left. We have weeks of travel ahead of us. These should be. We should be spending this time getting you off of Minotaur's back, because at this point, our chips are kind of in that basket, unless you plan to shoot Minotaur, but... Seems like he can take a bullet or two. There's time to figure it out. All right, Lorraine, you're going to stay tied up for a little bit until we're sure that you are yourself. I think that's fair, right? I'm not yes. fighting it. So you guys are roughly three to five weeks away from any kind of populated outpost. You're well out on the rim. Take you a couple of weeks to get back. You can plot a course, depending on how you plot your course, how much you burn your engines determines whether it's on the shorter end of three or the higher end of five. So if someone wants to do like a pilot or a navigation type check, you can do that. But otherwise it's a three to five week. It's, it's three to five weeks. Um, customarily that means you, you pop in cryo. I don't know if that's something you guys want to do or not, but like customarily that, which that's what you do. And Helix is an onboard Android is there to kind of do maintenance and whatnot. Um, but you guys tell me what you do. All right, Harrison, I think I already know what you're going to say. You don't want to go into cryo with Minotaur around or with Lorraine around. So what if we each take like, I don't know, a week of shift where we're not in cryo. That way there's always a human awake to 
keep your paranoia low, or I can just shoot you up with meds and you can not care. Do we have enough food that we could stay out of cryo for three to five weeks? No. You found you found a you found a couple cupcakes. That's the only food you found. Don't eat those. Lorraine's <laughs> well, being cryo too, so. How long can we proud. make Liko's body last? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I have something in the med bay to like store her. You know, like the transplant boxes. There's gotta be we, a freezer. Oh, yeah, you, right? can, you can store we her. Scoop, That's not a problem. Yeah, we we scooped her in the transplant boxes. I don't like the idea of being in cryo. I'm not surprised, but if you can find hey, if you want to go on a fast and like for a few weeks, I'm sure it'll be enlightening for you. I'm going to cryo though. Like I've done what I can. If I die in my cryo, I die in my cryo. Okay. So if I run out of food, I'll go to you first. You, you can try and eat me, but look at my clothes. I don't think I would taste very good. Ah, oh, shit. Fuck. I'm going to cryo last, and I'll decide. Okay. Uh, Lorraine, what are you doing with her? Or what is Lorraine doing with herself? I can't. I like uh, who's in control. Okay, so yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Would the Minotaur be able to go into cryo? The Minotaur isn't organic, so the Minotaur is synthetic. Um, so there's really no reason to do that. Same with Helix, but you could. If like you're looking to, like, contain in prison, it. yeah, contain it. Like, if you ask it, it would agree to it. So it I could, would ask it then. Yeah, it can't fit in the pods because the pods are uh, they're for human sized, right? And this this thing is the mass is is much more significant. But you could find a place on the ship probably one of the quarters or something like that to just put it there and not let it leave. Like it's used to being in prison. So yeah, let's do that. Okay. Gladly does that. Uh, Helix would normally be since as, as the Android, he would normally be awake uh, and sort of keeping an eye on navigation, keeping an eye on subsystems, any sort of maintenance that needs to be done on the systems or on any of the machinery or anything like that monitoring your cryo, all that kind of stuff lands on Helix. Helix, uh, would you mind humoring me for one last scan? Of course. I want to use my cybernetic diagnostic and make sure that the Minotaur hasn't affected him or, you know, put any passive subroutines in there that we would find out about later. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, you look into, yeah, roll like, uh, I don't know, whatever sort of science Intellect, test. artificial intelligence. Sounds perfect. <gasps> and uh, I'll use oh an advantage. God. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, that's a 13 under uh, 60, 68. 13 under 68. You notice, uh, in terms of submarines, there's nothing out of the ordinary. Um Obviously, like like he is artificial intelligence, so to to a degree, he's building his own subroutines. But you don't notice anything like out of the ordinary. Like his scan isn't identical to the last time you did it, but it's within the parameters that you would expect a self learning right, right. AI to be. Yeah. And Helix, we can trust you not to free the Minotaur, correct? 
Let us what you wish. Fuck. All right, I'll go into cryo. God damn it. Have a nice travel. I'll be here when you're awake. Okay. All of you, with the exception of Helix, go into cryo. There's there's five pods in here, but we only need three, so you start popping into the three. Um, going to strip down as you might, as you usually would. You can get your get your stuff together, put it off to the side in lockers, climb into the pods, close the pods down, start inje- going through the systems, the gas, the injections, things like that to make sure you you're, you're staying fed. You're staying, you know, the IVs are coming through, all that kind of stuff. So system, there's a countdown, takes a little time. As that's happening, you, you're all are kind of in there. You're kind of dozing, feeling yourselves kind of get really kind of drifting off here and there. Everything's, everything's normal. Let's see course it's him harrison you're laying there trying to move your arms and legs are so heavy you just can't lift them up and your eyes are kind of like moving around and suddenly you kind of like focus for a second on the frosted glass emblem like there's like this little frosted glass emblem on the inside of the cryopod like mostly it's clear glass but like there is just you know normal stuff and your eyes are kind of drifting off again and you see this like geometric crown Lorraine you're kind of like drifting off here and there eyes kind of drifting down Menton same thing both of you kind of maybe you see it too and you realize like that's the cloud bank facility logo and now looking at it from this angle it looks like a crown looks you realize monarch crown monarch and your eyes kind of drift off and as you hear like this this ai countdown inside your cryopods okay like three two one the last thing you hear abort before your eyes before your eyes close, you hear You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's there is no escape. <laughs> Helix. We turn to you. You and the Minotaur have, have run of the ship. What'd you like to do, Helix? Come best pals now. Talk with the Minotaur, I'd be like this Harrison fella it's paired over his own shadow <laughs> he doesn't understand any of this and when you look back to look over in the direction of where the Minotaur is to talk to much like how through the eyes of Lorraine we saw Jessica Rabbit he looks as you look over your shoulder and you're talking you're talking to the Minotaur who is it you're talking to it's it's Pee Pee oh there he is there you are there you are I turn back. You're hiding somewhere, and you just see him. He's got his cigar wrapped around his flipper, and he just just kind of waddles a bit and looks up at you. And you hear in your mind like all these different messages kind of coming through, just like the Minotaur would. It's the most beautiful little creature thing in the world. And you just 
and you hear, you just hear, but he's human. They are flawed creatures, but they are beautiful. What say we help all of them? That sounds like a great idea. I hear this place, Abby's world. Mount Suko Station. Should we set a course? It's plotted. Excellent. And you hear the engines just kind of hum. And we see like the lights go down in the cryopod room, cryopod room. Helix and the waddling PP step out into the, into the passageway. The door closes on the cryopod. And off you travel into the Doppler effect. And that is where we're going to end our campaign. Okay. Collusion. Cheating. Was not. I didn't say nothing. I said nothing to anybody. I oh, I I didn't tell anyone to do anything. I I didn't say anything to do anything. You just <laughs> Long was just yes ending, man. It's you know what you did. I did it. Oh, Check his Discord messages. My goodness. I said I said you didn't have to go into cryo. <laughs> didn't have to. I should have just eaten Rico's bag. <laughs> you should have just I know when you said that I'm like, oh shit, that probably would work. Damn it. Uh that's fine. Oh, oh goodness. Penguin. You didn't think I was pee-pee. gonna get you, you didn't think I was gonna get PP back. I had PP ready to go. I was like Nice. It's like this is a, I was gonna send you a message about it, but I'm like, no, no, no. We'll just let it play out. I don't want to force anything. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Y'all right? Everyone okay with how that ended? Oh, yes. my yeah, goodness. No, I did not see the player death happen. I didn't yeah, expect did that. Melissa so to have early the too. same thing as me. Yeah. And like, you both my rolled. plan, I was going to go after Menton because I was like, I'm going to separate from Liko. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to stab you in, the in your guts. And I was like, absolutely not. You both rolled I didn't know. the same Ben score. Like you both oh rolled gosh. the same Ben score, like the identical Ben score. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be interesting. So I sent it to both of you. And then when when Ashley said she's following Melissa, and so I'm like, oh, shh. it's the two of them together. Like This could go bad. Like in my head, I'm thinking this could go really bad. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then you followed me and I was like, well, oh, I God. guess you're my first victim. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> Poor Lico. Poor Lico. Oh man. Uh I don't know. Hope you all had fun with that. Uh that uh we obviously for those of you who know Gradient Descent, we uh we 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 changed it for our purposes. Uh but but so much of it is what it is. And you guys haven't done anything wrong. You've done it. You're not hurt, you're not dead. You're just going to you're going to Abby's world to uh to help humanity, right? Why is it always Abigail's that cause problems right? first in isn't Delta it? Green and now in this. Isn't it's always that, yeah, isn't it? That? <laughs> so the Minotaur works for the monarch. Is that what we're getting at here? No, not or at all. Just not at all. It, it's all connected. It's all connected, of course. The Minotaur <laughs> is the child is yeah of yeah. monarch, but they disagree about humanity. Why I will tell you this. Go to the cloud bank. I'm facility. telling you this. Quite literally, never did the Minotaur ever lie to you guys. Everything the Minotaur said was entirely above board. Well, yeah, That's but it's fantastic. all subjective. Make humanity <laughs> yeah. better. It's like who revelatory love? Better. He said he's like, I want to go to be ground zero in a so, area. And I'm like, hold up, you what? Mm-hmm. 
They want to help. I would have tried to kill the Minotaur, but I don't think I could have taken it alone. We <laughs> we will we could return to this universe uh, either either using mothership or different system or something. This could be our our little universe, whatever, uh, and we we can return and we will see what happens. Uh, but uh, I like ending it on the precipice of change. That's always my favorite place <laughs> to end stories on the yep, precipice of change rather than as the, on the change itself. Uh, but yeah. The Minotaur is going to reach a populated center with his friend Helix. Um, PP is alive and kicking and just fine-ish. And then uh, you guys are okay. You're in cryo. You're going to wake up and you're going to be a better human being. Brokenhearted because Helix lied to me. Did he? (laughs) You're fine. That's true. I asked him not to release the Minotaur and he said he wouldn't. (laughs) Just flat out said he wouldn't. I did it. What? It was (laughs) PP. It's it's never uh, mentioned pp yes exactly it's it's pee-pee. Pee-pee. Oh, uh, all right uh oh, boy let's let's take off uh so let's see a couple things uh tomorrow you can catch melissa uh steven and myself over on grim and perilous plays in the early parts of the day uh as we are playing some tales from the loop uh where i can play a character that steven hates uh that that's that uh so yeah it's couple- not the character it's the person jeff oh my god what oh my god that's oh my so god. mean it's so mean it's so mean <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry then uh then we'll be back to wondering on our own channel tomorrow afternoon uh was a five central something like that uh so come hang out with us then uh as we are we are in angmar and the frozen depths of angmar and an icy fortress uh as we're playing some wondering second edition uh then on monday very excited Back here on this channel, Call of Cthulhu. Finally, we're doing it. Character creation for our epic Horror on the Orient Express campaign. Uh, so come hang out with us then. Uh, next week, we're going to be playing some Hunter on Friday. We are planning a little special holiday run, probably of Regency Cthulhu is what I'm leaning towards uh, during December. Uh, but the next, so that'll be like a two or three week thing uh, coming up later in December. But the next big thing we're running, same group, same crew uh, as as the Mothership crew, but we're going to be playing some Blade Runner. And I'll probably start up in January or maybe late December. I'm not entirely sure. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. But that's about it. We're going to raid our friends over at Defenders of Cobalt. Uh, as speaking of uh, of holiday specials, they are doing a holiday special uh, as, Chuck is, uh, as Chuck is running, I think, his second game of this. Steven played in it earlier today. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So follow, watch the wonderful nonsense that Chuck, Chuck is going to do. Uh, have a lot of fun with them. Thank you for everyone who hung out with us tonight. Uh, follow the channel. If you're watching this later on YouTube, thank you. Subscribe over there, all that kind of stuff. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye everybody.